Hello, horror guys and gals, and welcome back to the We Love Horror podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything horror. I'm Michael, and today I am joined by a very special guest, my best friend of many, many years, and uh, a recurring guest on the show now. So, uh, Kari, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm very excited to have you on again. I'm so excited. I have to tell you, our Misery episode was very popular amongst the, the horror fans, I would have to was say. Was it? It was. A lot of people enjoyed it. That. No, a lot of people really enjoyed it. I'm not joking. <laughs> I promise you, a lot of people liked it. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming on the show. I'm, I'm, I just, you know, we always have so much fun together. So, of course. <laughs> um, but, uh, before we get into the episode, uh, what have you been watching and reading? I know that you have been chomping at the bit to tell my <laughs> listeners some things that you've been reading lately. So yeah, I mean, I don't want to overload. So there was just two I was going to mention that I thought would be good recommendations. One of them is a new book that I'm actually not even sure if it's out. It comes out either this week or it already came out, but I already read it and it's called A Flicker in the Dark. And it's becoming an HBO series with Emma Stone. Like That's she, insane. even though it's just coming out, they've already, she's already got the rights to it and everything. I don't, I know that she's producing it, but I also think she's starring in it. Ooh, that's so exciting. it's like a, a woman whose dad was a serial killer. Ooh. And then another book I recently read is called The Collective. Mm. And that's about a mom getting revenge on a guy that killed her daughter and <gasps> she wants justice oh that sounds really good too so these so, are like thriller yeah I figured books. those those are the only ones I'd probably recommend to your <laughs> listeners <laughs> very nice um and then watching uh I just started that show uh yellow jackets is it good because I've been wanting to watch it yeah it's well I'm only three episodes in but I'm really really liking it that's good yeah, so definitely recommend that one. That's good. Did you? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I saw that I got a message from you on Instagram and I was like, are you messaging me right now? <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you mentioned me in this, in your story. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> well, those are good recommendations. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Um, as far as I go, I haven't really watched anything super new lately. Um, I've been revisiting all the Scream films because as everyone knows, the new Scream movie comes out this coming weekend. So I'm so <laughs> Your face. fucking excited. I know if people can see my face right now, <laughs> I'm so excited because um, we haven't got one since Scream 4 and that was like 2011. I feel so old. We were in high school. I know it's been so out. long. Like, I mean, I still remember us going to see it though. Yeah, I remember that too. And I remember uh, you were there. My dad went, Lacey. I know Lacey went because I was still dating her at the oh, time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I you don't were still remember. straight at that time. <laughs> yeah, straight. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was figuring myself out. That's what I like to say. <laughs> when people say, well, isn't that mean that you were like dating girls? And I was like, no, not necessarily because I still hadn't know. figured. Yeah, yeah, I still hadn't figured out if I was like bisexual yet. Because I think at the, that time I was like, I know I'm attracted to women, but sexually attractive, I hadn't found that out until much later. So, anyway, right. that's a whole other topic in itself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been watching the Scream films. Um, uh, what else? I feel like I just recently started a show. Hmm. 
but I can't remember. Oh, I watched Last Night in Soho again last night because I just I really mm, love that for the twenty seventh time. <laughs> yes, I loved it because it, it um it's now on like you know you can stream it. So I bought it. Oh on okay. YouTube. I bought it on YouTube. So <clears throat> so you know you I don't have to pay it. twenty dollars every time you want to watch it now. Exactly. <laughs> That's, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I haven't really been watching anything either. Um, so yeah, not much to, not much, nothing too interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, without further ado, would you like to get into the We Love Horror question round, Kari? Yes. All right. So since you are the guest of honor today, you know how this goes at this point. You can go first. Okay. Um, this is two questions that are very, very similar. So you can pick one or the other because maybe one you won't have an answer to off the top mm. of your head. Okay. Okay. So, so either, what do you think the most terrifying movie is that is not meant to be a scary movie or what movie do you think could be remade into a horror movie? That's not a horror movie. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I really, I was like, I had that in my mind before we recorded. I really wanted you to ask me a "What do you think?" question. But I can do that, so I'm so happy you did. Okay. Um, you need me me to repeat. We can you repeat the second question because I I remember the first question. A movie that you think could be remade into a horror movie, like the concept of it. It's not a horror movie, but it could be remade into a horror movie, <sighs> or just a movie you find terrifying that is not a scary movie oh god there's a few of those <laughs> um fucking the wizard of oz terrifies me <laughs> there's just something i knew about that was that. gonna be your answer <laughs> you just know me so well like <laughs> we're literally the same person that was so. the only one that came to my mind there's something you. about that movie that like just freaks me out and i don't know what it is i don't know if it's because it's so old or like there's just something about it that just like underlining like something about it I'm not, I agree it's just creepy like there's certain scenes that I'm just like ooh, that's scary I don't like that and then when like, I you, also oh go ahead sorry oh I was just gonna say well you hear about all those like urban legends about the yeah. movie too about like the munchkin that supposedly hung himself in the background <laughs> when it's clearly not but still it's no, scary but oh I was just gonna say like on top of it being old I feel like that's it makes the set look so fake and creepy mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Like it, ugh, I don't know. And like the witch looks scary <laughs> and like the munchkins are, don't even get me started on how fucking scary the munchkins are. They are scary. Like I know that they're, they're good guys and all that, but they are terrifying. Like if I was Dorothy, I'd be like, get me out of here. <laughs> There's no place like home. I'm clacking my heels right now. Before <laughs> stars. I don't want to be here. Um, so yeah, that, I think that would be my answer. And I definitely think that could go along with um, if it could also be made into a horror movie. I agree. So I think that's the perfect, I think that's the perfect movie to answer both those questions. <laughs> Great questions though. I appreciate that. Of course. Um, my questions are more um, like uh, for the theme of the movie that we're talking about. So this will be okay. fun. So my first one is, <clears throat> is for example, say that you were competing in a beauty pageant. Oh my God. I already know what, where this is going. <laughs> what would be your talent? Oh God. I knew you were going to say <laughs> Why, why would you like why would you embarrass me in front of your viewers when you know I don't have any talents? <laughs> you are more talented than you think you are. 
you could show you could give you could give people your work workout routine okay that's true yeah, actually like, i would probably do that you could like oh my god you could dress up in like a really cute like 80s outfit with like the headband and like the the leg warmers and like the leotard it's so cute i can just see you in it and like okay. <clears throat> you could be like all right everybody i want everyone in the audience to get up and do this with me and you're like right or left. like i come <laughs> out yes i do that and they think that it's just like this cutesy little routine and then i'm like nah i'm just fucking with you and then <laughs> and then and then i do a 290 pound hip thrust yeah bam <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> is that so a that talent no but <laughs> it's a talent for you i like that i could for do you. like seventh grade level flute oh there you <laughs> There you go. Play on the recorder. Yeah, I love it. Uh, the flute's a little more complicated than the recorder. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. But <laughs> you could, um, you know, uh, I'm sure you used to jump rope. I'm sure you could give. Well, some... I can jump rope. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You could like, do like a jump rope routine or something. Or <laughs> Yeah. You know. um, can you do a cartwheel? I don't think you can do a cartwheel. I right? can. Okay. For some reason, I feel like you used to not be able to do a cartwheel for some reason. I can. Oh, okay. Must be someone else then. Also, actually, I guess I I could just combine these into a little variety show for the. <laughs> yes, there you go. Like you could just like have sixty second intervals between each thing. So it's like, <laughs> say you get like five minutes, so you have five different like segments. So yeah. Like, so and then you do like a, you do like outfit changes between each thing. So you step behind like a little like curtain thing, and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden like two seconds later you're in your workout outfit, <laughs> and then the next one you're like, oh, I'm in my chef outfit because I'm going to show you how to make. I'm gonna show you how to bake like oh now I'm a chef yeah because you can cook stuff you make that's stuff. true you're that's like true. I'm gonna show you how to bake cookies in 60 seconds my with my easy to do recipe <laughs> I don't know oh. yeah I don't know that's and then sad when we're just grasping at straws for things that I can do <laughs> <laughs> like the it's not that you're not talented it's just like there's not like I don't like sing or dance. You don't sing, you don't dance, um, you don't act. Um. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, which leads me into my next question, honestly. Like Ooh, a per okay. perfect segue. Okay. If you were going to put me in one of your movies, what would my character arc be? Or what would you have me do? I would love, <clears throat> I would look, cause you're like so like cute and innocent, you know, you're like so pretty. I would love to have you be like, you know what the audience thinks is going to be the heroine but you end up being like the killer at the end oh i like that yeah kind of like jill roberts and scream four she's my favorite obviously because mm -hmm. she pulls that off really well i feel like you would do that really well okay yeah i mean obviously i can't act but like we're talking in a if you par could act, parallel in universe a yeah yeah in a metaphorical sense if you could really <laughs> if you could act in real life that would be great i would 100 okay. love that so <clears throat> i think you have a dark side to you <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> Just kidding. You yeah. <laughs> have. No, actually, don't really think I have seen it very much. Like, well, no, that, but just like messing around wise fun fact everybody for the listeners i've known kari for well we've known each other for almost 16 years but we've been friends for about 13 years almost and i've never once seen kari cry not True. once never once in the 13 years that we've ever been friends <laughs> i've never seen kari cry or get like <clears throat> furious no there was that one night when i don't remember who pissed you off but you had your little but, like, like 
yeah. And your ears, your ears were bright red. I remember. But I mean, like, you've never seen me like yell or like, <clears throat> no. you know what I mean? <laughs> no. Kari's seen me through all ranges of emotions. So <laughs> we're not even going to go there. How many times she's seen me cry. <laughs> um, but um, well, how many days have I known you? That's probably how many. <laughs> <laughs> Every single day. <laughs> Every single day I was crying about something. God. <laughs> um, but my last question for you, Kari, this is also kind of a pageanty type of question. <clears throat> Everyone has a speech that they give, you know, like what would be your contribution to the world? So like, give us your best um, Miss America speech, or I oh guess God, if you're- Why why you put me on the spot like this? <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have told you beforehand, <laughs> but I wanted to be organic. I didn't want you to plan a speech. I wanted you to like say it from the heart. And if someone comes after one of my friends- I will hunt them, them down. down. <laughs> I would make them wish they were dead. And if they ran, I would. I would Obviously, I said down. it wrong, but. <laughs> Thanks, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, if I was going to be in a pageant, I feel like I. Would, would you like me to ask you the question first? What? So you, you just did. Like no, no, no. I mean, do you want me to like <laughs> pretend to be the announcer and ask you like, sorry? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, because okay. I, on- I, I honestly can't like just make up a speech, but I feel like I would take um, inspiration from Sandra Bullock in Miss Congeniality. Yes. I feel like I really would because I can't, you know that I cannot be a fake like cheerleader type of person who can put on a fake smile mm-hmm. and all that fakeness. So I would definitely be more serious, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Harsher punishment for paroled violator stand <laughs> and world peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Kari. Just th- think of something, anything. Um, Give us something. It doesn't even have to be long. You can say like one thing or <clears throat> you can do it. I know you can. Okay. Well, I can't think of a speech. I can okay. just think of like things that I would, um, things that I would want to talk about. I guess you like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, like contributions to the world. Right. Like, I feel like I would mention uh lgbtq um immigration type things like a lot of things like that black lives matter things like that could i write you a speech right now absolutely not (laughs) and trans rights and the winner of the spirit award goes to (laughs) (laughs) just kidding exactly (laughs) sorry i put you on the spot for that one i couldn't help it i just (laughs) the the stressful part is over you're fine (laughs) You're not just a regular pageant winner. You're a cool pageant winner. And fun fact, I don't remember what grade this was. I think it was like 10th grade when we had Mr. Waits English class and you and Megan Dodd and Jessica, I think it was Jessica, um, went up because you had had to read something. And of course, you. Oh, that was just me. No, I feel like Megan, Megan, was, sta- Megan was standing up there with me for moral support. Oh, right, right, right. But it was just my, it was just my thing of like what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. And me and. <laughs> Me and Kari both hate public speaking. I think Kari hates it more than I do. Like if I have to do it, I'll I'll fake it if I have to. If like there's no absolutely no way to get out of it, I I just do it. And if I have to, I will fake sick or take a zero. 
<laughs> and we told Mr. Wait that too. We're mm -hmm. like, I will take a zero. It's fine. <laughs> but you went up there and you're like, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> yeah. I just remember and that. And I brought like, cookies for the class. You did. You did. That stands out to me for some reason. Like <laughs> just, I just remember you saying that. And I was like, woo, yeah. <laughs> um, but that was fun. Thank you for participating in the question round. Of course. Um, and without further ado, are you ready to get into the masterpiece of a film that we're talking about today? Of course I am. And what we're kind of breaking the rules with, uh, would you say that this is the furthest from horror that you have done so far? <laughs> For sure. I mean, I wouldn't even say I, this is another example of a movie that could definitely be made into a horror movie though. Well, that's, that's actually really true. Because, I mean, like, there are, like, I would, yeah, I would not say that this is a horror movie at all. I wouldn't even say it's, like, a horror comedy. Because there's No, it's definitely like, just a dark comedy, but the dark parts are not scary in any way. No, no. So we are kind of cheating here on this podcast today, but you know what? It's my podcast, and I can do whatever I want, and mm -hmm. it's fine. I'm sure people, you know, will want to tune in and listen to this episode, because why wouldn't you? Because this movie is just... <laughs> perfection so um and what movie is that Kari this movie is Drop Dead Gorgeous from 1999 um and it has a 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDb which actually kind of surprised me and like a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes well pff, Rotten Tomatoes whatever um <laughs> and it's it shocks me like I, I do want to preface by saying it shocks me that not many people know about this movie because there are some I'm about to get into like the people that are in this movie and there are A-list celebrities in this movie but had like, you ever heard of this movie until I showed it to you no it's so weird yeah well, okay here can I give like a tiny little yeah how I got into this movie yes Okay, so 1999, I was six years old when this movie came out. So I would say maybe two years later, we had bought a um, portable DVD player when we were going on a road trip. And so my dad took me to Walmart and he's like, here, pick out some DVDs so that you have stuff to watch when we go on our road trip. Mm -hmm. And I saw this movie at Walmart, had never heard of it, had never seen a trailer for it. And I watched TV a lot, yeah. never. And I loved Kirsten Dunst and I loved Kirstie Alley. Yeah. So it was like, why have I never, and I loved Brittany Murphy. It was yeah. like, I have never, ever seen or heard of this movie. And I, so I got it. I mean, I was probably a little young to be watching it, but <laughs> definitely ever since then I was obsessed. Like since eight years old, I would watch it all the time and I would try to show it to people. And I feel like it's one of those movies that like you and Kali both when I feel like upon the first watch, it was like, oh, okay. But the more you watch it girl it's you know like... me I fucking loved it the first time I watched it I was <laughs> well, like, that's true you you yeah. did like it the first time uh I will say we watched it with um another one of our friends and she just did not laugh the whole time and it really disappointed me because I thought I really thought that it was going to be up her alley of humor me too and it really wasn't and I was like damn that's a bummer but mm -hmm. yeah. but I don't think she was paying attention <laughs> that's what she was doing the whole time yeah. basically <laughs> um, but um yeah no like it's crazy because it's like there are a small group of people that I know like personally like friends and stuff that have seen this movie and they love it but it's like anytime I bring it up to people they're like what's that and I'm like I have found one person that just okay I have found one person who I heard them quote this movie 
And when I tell you, I whipped my head around so hard. Like, are you quoting Drop Dead Gorgeous? Who was it? Was it just a random person? It was Amanda Reith. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Emily yeah. Reith's sister, right? Yeah. Her little okay. sister. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's funny. <laughs> That's weird <laughs> that she's seen it. Like she's one of the last people that I would assume would see that. No, I, she she's into like that kind of stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah. It's just, it just blows my mind that, and I guess it, I guess it goes about like saying like the fact that this movie, I don't feel like got like a super wide release. Like it was in theaters, but I don't think it got like a super big worldwide release. I know it like, it must not have. Yeah. It wasn't, I don't think it was like as big. I don't know. I don't know. Just it's just crazy because there's all there are so many celebrities in this movie. So when I read off the list to the listeners, they're gonna be like, "Holy shit! This is like a this is literally a star-studded cast of people." It is like, and they went on to do like tons of stuff. Like I couldn't even list all the stuff they were in when I was doing the outline because I was like, that would take me like two hours just to read off this long ass grocery list of things that these people have been in. But um, Anyway, yeah, so the synopsis is a small town beauty pageant turns deadly as it becomes clear that someone will go to any lengths to win. And that does sound like when you read the synopsis, it does sound very um, foreboding. Like it definitely sounds it more of like a scary movie than it actually is. No, I mean, is. yeah, if, I, if you didn't see anything about this movie and just read that, you would assume that it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's funny. It's funny to me, but... <laughs> um, it was directed by Michael Patrick Jan, and he's also known for 24, 24, 27 episodes of The State, 42 episodes of Reno 911, three episodes of The Goldbergs, uh, one episode of Community, five episodes of Atypical, which fabulous we both show. Love. Yes. Three episodes of the, and three episodes of The Good Doctor. He's done a lot of other stuff, but like I said, if I've listed everything that these people have done, it would take me all day. Um, it was written by Lona Lana Williams. Do you say Lana or is it Lona? Do you know? Uh, I did at say, one point, but I don't know. I'm just going to say Lana. Um, and she's known for 11 episodes of the Drew Carey show, uh, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, which was a very surprising thing to me when I saw that. Hmm. I was like, I did not know she wrote that movie. That's a really fabulous movie to all the horror listeners. And you haven't seen that? I recommend it. Um, and fun fact, she also plays judge number three in the movie. So... I thought I didn't know that for like the longest time until pretty recently, actually. So um, first up on our star studded cast, uh, we have Kirsten Dunst as Amber Atkins, and she's known for interview with the vampires, six episodes of ER, small soldiers, the virgin suicides, bring it on, which is one of the best movies ever (laughs) made. Uh, She's also in the Spider-Man trilogy, the original trilogy. Um, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind and i can go on and on and on with everything she's been in but we're gonna move on uh denise richards as rebecca becky and lehman and she's in tammy and the t-rex starship troopers wild things valentine scary movie three 18 episodes of blue mountain state 19 episodes of twisted and i feel like a lot of people know her from 186 episodes of bold and the beautiful oh Probably a lot of people do, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Denise Richards, though. <laughs> Fucking love her. Um, Ellen Barkin is Annette Atkins. Uh, she's in Ocean's 13, 22 episodes of The New Normal, five episodes of Happy-ish, 49 episodes of Animal Kingdom. And she's been an actress since uh, the late 70s. When I was when I was looking at her um, filmography, she her first film, I think, was in 79. So she's been in the oh, game wow. for a long time. None of those movies of which I knew... <laughs> I right, never but she was still acting. 
Oh yeah. Um, and oh, the next person on our list is literally, I wish I was related to this person because <laughs> literally the best person in the world. Um, Allison Janey as Loretta and she's in Miracle on 34th Street, 10 Things I Hate About You, American Beauty, Nurse Betty, Finding Nemo, Strangers with Candy, 155 episodes of The West Wing, The Help, and I, Tanya. Uh, Kirstie Alley is Gladys Lehman. She's in 148 episodes of Cheers, 10 episodes of Scream Queens, uh, Runaway, Village of the Damned. Uh, Brittany Murphy is Lisa Swenson, another one that's just rest in peace, gone too soon, seriously. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, 13 episodes of Almost Home, two episodes of Party of Five, six episodes of Sister Sister. Uh, she's in Clueless, Uptown Girls, Girl Interrupted, Cherry Falls, Riding in Cars with Boys, and Eight Mile. Oh, Just Married, too. She's also in Just Married, and I love that movie. Um, Amy Adams, and this is, the fu- this is a fun fact, too. This was her very first role, and now she's, like, huge. And like even every- though it looks like her, like, if you didn't know it was time. her, you're like, what? Because <laughs> she, like, does not look like the same person. Yeah. Like, but she does at the same time. Um, yeah, yeah, it's weird. Uh, she's in one episode of that 70s show, one episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Excuse me. Cruel Intentions 2, Catch Me If You Can. Three, excuse me, Jesus. <laughs> Catch Me If You Can, three episodes of The Office, Enchanted, Man of Steel, eight episodes of Sharp Objects, which is a really good show. Have you seen good it? Show. Yeah, good show, good book. So good. Uh, the Woman in the Window, um mindy sterling is iris clark and most people know her from the austin power franchise that's mm-hmm. i feel like that's where most people know her uh Love she's her. also he, me too she's also in how the grinch stole christmas uh six episodes of Des- desperate housewives she's also in iCarly and 29 episodes of the legend of cora uh gosh so many people two more left we got two more left folks if you're still <laughs> listening Hang in there. We're almost done. Michael McShane is Harold. Uh, he's in Richie Rich, Tom and Huck, 40 episodes of Brotherly Love, A Bug's Life, and Office Space. And Will Sasso is Hank, and he's in 60 episodes of Less Than Perfect, Life as We Know It, which is a great movie, The Three Stooges, and Movie 43. And Mad TV. <clears throat> and Mad TV. Yep. <laughs> um, I feel like that's what I know him most from. Yeah, me too. I don't know why I didn't put that down, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, Whew, that was quite a long laundry list of people, wasn't it? And you could go on and on, probably. I really could, because there's like other people in this movie that like have gone yeah. on. To, and I, I know um, in my outline, I actually, when I was taking notes on the movie, I noticed that there's another person in this movie that like has a small cam. Actually, there's two people in this movie that have small cameos. But um, it was made on a budget of 15 million, which is a lot. Uh, opening weekend in US and Canada um, was 3.9 million. And the total gross in the U.S. and Canada was only 10.5. So this movie was basically oh, that's really bomb. sad. I know it makes me really sad. That's probably why not very many people knew about it. <clears throat> I just can't imagine that they could have advertised it much because if this movie, if I saw a trailer for this movie and I was like a teenager at this time, I would 100% go see it. Oh yeah, me too. So I, w- I wonder if like their marketing for this movie wasn't super great or something it had to have been like or not been I guess yeah I don't know I don't I don't know what went into the whole marketing um because like I said you introduced me to this movie when when was that like 2012 2013 is when you showed me this movie probably for the first time yeah yeah so <clears throat> I didn't know I didn't even hear about it before then um 
but I have some fun facts here. So Allison Janey says she is, oh, she's recognized by fans for this movie more than anything else in her career, which I think is great. It also surprises me. I know, but I mean, that, that goes to show like how memorable she is in this movie. Yeah. Like she really steals the show in a lot of scenes in this movie. Um, the original title was Dairy Queens, but it had to be changed after the corporation that owns the Dairy Queen ice cream chain filed a lawsuit. Okay. Like, okay, why? Um, Melissa Joan Hart auditioned for the role of Amber Atkins. Absolutely um, not. Yeah, I, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. There's no one better that plays her. Oh, well, hold on. Hold on. We're getting there. Denise Richards was- Oh, 20, I know what you're saying. <laughs> 29 years old when she portrayed the 17-year-old Becky Lehman, which is, she doesn't look like she's 29. Do I mean, I she look doesn't like look- 29? No. Do I look like I'm 29? No, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> um, ooh, this is a fun fact that I liked. I almost kind of wish she would have gotten this role. Although Denise Richards is perfect for this, Sarah Michelle Gellar auditioned for the role of Becky, which after watching- me too especially after watching cruel intentions and how mm-hmm. bitchy she is in that movie she would yep. have played her really well but ultimately i am really glad that denise richards did get this role because she you know she does a really great job but i would have loved to see that with sarah michelle geller oh well it's fine <laughs> um as they fight in the dressing room kirsten dunce says to denise richards bring it on bring it on was the title of dunce's next film so I always think about that when I watch that scene. Me too. too. I'm like, um, and the final fact that I have is the town of Mount Rose is fictional and is an anagram of Rosemount, where screenwriter Lana Williams graduated from high school. Meanwhile, all the other Minnesota cities mentioned in the film, such as Burnsville, Forest Lake, and Pine City, are real cities in the Minneapolis St. Paul metro- metropolitan area. <laughs> so I love that. I love when directors or writers give like names of their hometowns in the movie yeah just adds a little bit of like you know a personal touch but Uh, can I say one thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it surprises me that this movie like say it's little um synopsis and stuff Mm kind of surprises me that they don't mention that this movie is a mockumentary yeah I know I mean because you well, I mean, it's like if you just read that and went into the movie, I feel like you would be kind of surprised for the first time being like, oh, this is filmed in a different way than I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I love this movie, though. <laughs> so fun. I'm so excited to get into it. Um, Are you ready to get into it? Yeah. OK, so uh, we open up with a title card saying 1995 marked the 50th anniversary of the nation's oldest beauty contest, the Sar- the Sarah Rose Cosmetics American Teen Princess Pageant. A documentary film crew was sent to a small town in Minnesota to com- commemorate the occasion. So it opens up from that to like this <laughs> amazing Sarah Rose Cosmetics commercial where it's like all these girls like in like dresses and they're waving flags <laughs> and you get like this you get like this like 70s like like a uh, almost like almost like a porno yeah yeah it's like <laughs> wicka, 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 yes, yes yeah yes. kind of like that that was a really bad impression but you got no it, it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> and then you have like this guy in the background Adam like, West no, oh. I don't think I don't think I don't think Adam was. No, I'm not doing the that. voice. You're right. Yeah, but it's like there's this guy that comes on. He's like Sarah Rose knows you're a beautiful person. <laughs> so great. And then this is the line that makes me and Kari cringe every time though because it sounds so gross. Because he's like Sarah Rose knows you're a teenage girl. <laughs> it's so gross. Um, 
and then all of a sudden you get this random like adam west cameo Mm-hmm. and he he's talking about like uh the american teen princess pageant and like all the things that you can win from and he's like you might even meet some celebrities <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then um i love how they like kind of go from from the commercial to like you see like it on a tv yeah and uh he's like who's who's the next one gonna be and then it like cuts to like the days of our lives opening thing <laughs> And then you see like um you see Gladys and all of them um sitting on the stage <laughs> as the TV switches from that and Gladys <laughs> turns to what's what's the one girl's name? Iris. Iris. She turns to Iris and she's like, Iris, you taped over your your shows over it. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I love how it shows the gym and there's like 10 girls. Eight girls. Yeah, yeah eight 10 girls. girls. Yeah. <laughs> there's like no one else there. And then huge um, gym. Yeah. Just then they're all spread out. <laughs> It's so funny. Um, and then Gladys stands up and she's like, well, that part of the tape, which is now gone forever, talks about starting that journey. So if any of you girls would like to start that journey, just come on down and sign up and help yourself to some coffee and bars. <laughs> it's so good. And I re- it made me realize in that scene how the other two women like never speak. Like it's- I it's- know, I know. Because there's like four women that are supposedly leading it, like Christy Alley, Mindy Sterling, and then these two other ladies who are just there for what reason? They're never, yeah, they never <laughs> say anything except to no. nod and agree with yeah. whatever they're saying. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if they didn't have the budget for them to like say, because like if there's any extras in a movie that even says like one line, you have to like pay them a cer- su- certain amount. So sometimes mm-hmm. movies will like with extra extras they won't have them say anything because then they don't have to pay them as much <laughs> so oh, i wonder probably. if that was the case here i wonder if those women were just instructed to just sit there don't say anything because then we don't have to pay you that much <laughs> i wonder if that's what it was but um then you get like this interview with gladys um and she's like i love how she's like checking her hair and like the camera she's like okay we're ready and she's like I know what some of your hairy legged, no bra wearing <laughs> women, uh, city folk would say about pageants. They would say that they're, um, they're something and demeaning to the girls. <laughs> what's sick is what's sick is, um, and then Iris pipes up and she's like, what's sick is uh, women dressing like men. And she's like, oh, you betcha, Iris. <laughs> this movie says a lot of controversial things, but yes. I feel like it is reflecting so much on very small town white America. Mentality. Yes. There are no people that are not white in this movie. No, there's some Asian people in this movie. Okay, that's true. <laughs> I take that <laughs> there, back. Yeah. There are hardly yeah. any people <laughs> that are not white. And let's just say the people that are not white, they kind of make fun of themselves Uh, yeah like like they they're not just there as normal humans like yeah you know what I mean like yeah so you know you have to take everything with a grain of salt the way that I see it with this movie is yeah we probably should have um prefaced before we started talking about this movie is that it is very like they say things that are very offensive in this movie um what I will say is there's one thing that they say in this movie they say and I'm only going to say it once on this episode because it's they a say very, the R word. They say, and everyone knows what that word is. They say it a lot in this movie. And that's the one thing that I'm not okay with. Um, no, not at all. Like, but I also kind of have to think about like the time that this movie came out. I don't feel like at that time that word was that offensive to people. 
at the time because it only became like a huge issue like later on where people like nobody says it now like nobody's like right that but at the time I don't think that was like a word that people were taking super offense to if that makes sense and I feel like there's a very fine line like going back to what I just said about this movie reflects on very small town white America I feel like there's a very thin line between um are things offensive when they're in a movie if they are trying to show how do I say this like if they're trying to show how like people are with that small-minded right um, so it's like small town you, mentality yeah do you say that oh that's offensive that the writer wrote that because th- that doesn't necessarily reflect on what the writer thinks right you know what I mean and I almost wonder if the writer came from a small town like that like in the midwest or anywhere well, she, that like did she I'm pretty sure she did right wait the Lona woman yeah Lona w- William yeah I'm pretty sure she came from Minnesota because how it said that the name is an anagram of where she's from. right so I wonder I wonder if she like experienced stuff like this I wonder if like yeah a lot I'm of sure the she stuff did. that these people are saying is coming from like real life experience so like when I watch this movie I don't take offense to anything that they say except for when they use the r word of course um I don't take offense to anything because I'm like you have to understand that there are still people out in the world that are like this like yeah I'm laughing at them not with them (laughs) right yeah because of how stupid and small-minded they are in this movie yeah it's it's almost just a satire of those type of people exactly yeah Yeah. so like when they say stuff like that well and then and then um Gladys goes on to say and you will not find a a back room in any of our video stores and then Iris is like those are safe for the bigger cities Minneapolis St. Paul (laughs) and then we cut to like this um, like funny montage of Mount Rose like you're yeah you're like getting to know how small this town is and kind and I of the love, characters of the town. Yes. And I love the song that comes up. I don't remember what it's called. I think it's Lots Picasso. I think that's what the it song is called. Is. And yeah. it's like, I don't want to be a Lost Picasso. Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. And you get like just these random shots of like citizens that live in Mount Rose. It's like dirt roads. <laughs> yeah. Cornfields. Cornfields, people playing in sprinklers, <laughs> all that stuff. Um and then we get to the Mall of America scene, which is one of the best scenes in the movie. Well, you forgot we meet the mayor. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> so we meet the mayor first, and he's standing in front of this large sign of this woman named Frida, and she's the first uh, living Lutheran of Mount Rose. And he's like, yeah, she was the first living Lutheran, but now she's dead as a doornail. And he's like, I, every year, every goddamn year, I tell them, take down the goddamn free to sign, you lazy sons of bitches. It's so great. <laughs> and I just say I really relate to this movie in the sense that my family is also Scandinavian, also Lutheran, and my great grandma's name is Frida. So just saying. <laughs> Love it. Personal, personal <laughs> ties there. <laughs> right. Um, so mall of america <laughs> yes you get the mall of america scene and you see uh it's gladys iris and then some ra- other random one of the women that never speaks she just mm-hmm. never talks um and you get them like driving through the mall of america parking lot which fun fact wasn't actually the parking lot of mall of america it was no. like a different <laughs> mall but um <laughs> you hear iris say oh there's a parking space over there <laughs> she says it's so weird and then she's like never mind it was just a compact sorry and then gladys gladys says do you think they'd pick the parking lot of America to go with the mall of America? <laughs> and then I love this next part because she's parked in a handicapped spot. So Iris is like, we could get a fine. It's a $500 fine. And then Gladys is like, I told you I'd move the car if a cripple came. 
like it's so bad. So bad. But... <laughs> um, and she's like, just go in, just go in and get some costumes for the physical fitness number. Cause she's talking about like how that's they're... why they're there. Yeah. That's why they're going to the mall of America. Cause there's that scene before they actually get there where they're talking about it. And she, and then Iris is like, nothing too showy. <laughs> and then they almost run over um, father. Uh... Father. Uh... Is it... I can't think of his name. Donovan or something? Is it? Yeah, Donovan? I almost wanted to say Father Muldoon. <laughs> Cody one. and I are getting along famously. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Oh, that's oh, I was thinking of um Father Mokady from Hot Chick. Oh, when he's like, there's a lot of fathers. I love to you when I have the chance. Father Mokady. <laughs> anyway, different movie. Um, two different but, um, movies. Yeah, you. <laughs> so yeah, Gladys is like, I'll move the car if a cripple came. I told you I'd move the car if a cripple came. So then um they're asking her like what the theme of last year's pageant is and she's the like people that are filming the documentary yeah they're asking her they're like so what's the theme of this year's pa- pageant and um gladys is like proud to be an american and then you see her like there it cuts to another shot of her getting out of the car and they're asking her so do you remember what the pa- uh, the name of the pageant was last year and she's like bye american and then he's like and the one before that USA is a okay, <laughs> and then and then he asks her one last time what the what the last one was, and she's like, "Can I, a mayor? I can." <laughs> and she's like, "I don't know where I get this stuff. It's like a gift from God or something." It's that's so- my favorite line of the movie. I think Mine I don't know too. why. I absolutely love when she says, "Maybe it's a gift from God or something." <laughs> I just fucking she just kills it. Kirstie Alley kill, kills it in this. She movie. really does. She's so fucking good. <laughs> So, and then we get the registration scene. So we're back at the gym at the school again. And everybody's, you know, we we meet, we start meeting all of the different. Um, yeah, I, I like how they do this. Like they, they show us one contestant, like give their name, contestant number, blah, blah, blah. We kind of get to know them, see little clips of their life, but then they kind of like show us something else and then go back to that, show us something else, go back to that. Yeah, like the way they edited this movie, it's very like it doesn't feel like it's choppy or all over the place. Like it feels very cohesive. It feels like when you're watching it, you almost kind of forget that you're watching like a mockumentary almost in a sense. Does that make sense? Cause it's nothing like, it's not like distracting. No. Like when it cuts away to certain, to different things, like it doesn't feel like it's distracting. No, it just or... makes the story really cohesive. Exactly. Um, so the first person you get interviewed is Leslie Miller and she's played by, um amy amy adams amy adams yeah she's fucking great in this too because she's like because <laughs> they cut to her outside and they're like oh what's my talent and she's like oh well i'll and then her boyfriend comes up to her and he's she's like um and then she just starts <laughs> making out with him it's so fucking great <laughs> she's like my, um, oh and then she it cuts back to her and she's like yeah my boyfriend um go muskies it's <laughs> like the because their, their, uh, their school, school mascot. mascot is a muskie yeah so she's like the cheerleader character yes she's the ditzy blonde slutty i guess you could say <laughs> cheerleader character um and then this is when you get amber atkins who's played by kirsten dunst we love her kirsten mm-hmm. dunst i love her um and she's like i'm amber atkins um and i'm I'm going to be Mount Rose American Teen Princess because two of my favorite people in the whole world competed in pageants, um, Diane Sawyer and my mom. Of course, I hope I end up more like Diane Sawyer than my mom. (laughs) (laughs) And then I love how it cuts to her like tap dancing. Yeah, we find out she works in the funeral home. 
She does the makeup yeah. and hair for the dead. Because <laughs> because I love when they ask her. I love when they ask her. She's they're like, do you do like any embalming? She's like, oh my god, no! I just do the hair and makeup on the deceased. <laughs> <laughs> and we see that she can, she can tap dance at work because the people are dead. She doesn't bother anyone. Yep. And she I love how she's like sprinkling the makeup on one of them. She's like she's going around yeah. in a circle and she's got the brush and she's like flick flick. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Um, and then it cuts back to Gladys again. And, and we find out Rebecca Ann Lehman is competing. Is competing. <laughs> <laughs> and now everyone that's listened to the misery episode finally knows where that line came from. Cause you did say that. Did in, I? <laughs> yeah. Because you were talking about how you and Charlotte were on a competition Oh, <laughs> and you're like, we aren't competing. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we find out Gladys's daughter is going to be in the pageant this year. Yes. Which is Denise Richards. Yep. And that's when we get Denise Richards's interview and she's, she's like, she's at the gun, she's at the shooting range and she's got like a pistol. In heels. Yes. In heels and like all done up. She's got her hair done. She's got her makeup done. She just looks gorgeous. And she's like shooting and she's like, yeah, my mom gave me this nine mil when I was uh, nine years old. I'll never forget what she wrote on the card. Jesus loves winners. So (laughs) no matter what I do, I aim to win. (laughs) It shows that she got all these shots in the head. <laughs> yep. Which is something I want to bring up to you later. And I know we've talked about it in the past, but for the right. listeners, I'll bring it up again. But, um, and then you get one of the most iconic characters of the whole movie. You get mm-hmm. Swanson's interview played by Brittany Murphy and her laugh in this movie. Oh my God. I'm I know going her to laugh... insert a clip. I'm going to insert okay. a clip of it. For, so I know that her laugh is iconic in general. She laughs in other movies, like it's just an amazing laugh but in this movie it is so good in this scene it is so good when they go to her house (laughs) she shows them pictures of her brother who is I guess you could say like a drag queen that he does drag in New York yeah and every picture she shows she laughs in between yeah because she's like because they're like asking her what her talent is and she's like I'm gonna sing and dance to New York New York my brother Peter or I just fell in love with a big apple when I was visiting my brother Peter there he followed his dream all the way to New York (laughs) and then she's like hold on wait wait and she like picks up a picture and she's like this is Peter as Liza (laughs) like she does like I can't do it obviously but I am going to insert a clip of that scene for the so good here's Peter as Liza (laughs) here's him as Madonna As Barbara. It's so good. Um, and so she's basically just talking about like how her brother went into acting and stuff like that. And um <laughs> and then it cuts from Lisa Swanson's interview to right into Tess, Tess. Winehouse's <laughs> interview. And the dog lover. Yes, she's the dog lover. And she's like sitting there on the bed, like really awkward. Like I love these like establishing shots of them. Like it's just so uncomfortable. Like they're literally mm-hmm. just sitting there. And <laughs> she's talking about how she's like, come here, come here. She's like getting one of her come dogs. Here, Kenny. Yeah, come here, Kenny. And she's like, we um we had to get rid of my other dog, Spike. He went to the ni- nice owners who live on a farm after he attacked me, but it's not his fault. I was I had beef jerky in my front pocket or in my back pocket. And then she's just like randomly sitting there really awkwardly. And after a pause, she kind of just like lifts up her shirt and she's like, they made um they remade skin for my or they remade my belly with skin for my butt. <laughs> so fucking great. 
And uh, I remember I had listened to a podcast with Mindy Sterling where she talked about her experience on this movie and how uh, I, I must, I, she didn't say names, but I'm assuming it's the girl who plays Tess. And then we're going to meet um, Molly, Michelle, Tammy. Oh, I'm assuming yeah. she means like those four, that those were just like local girls that lived in Minnesota. Yeah, which is really cool. I couldn't find that fact anywhere. And I didn't want to like put it on there if I wasn't right. sure. Yeah, so, so I, I don't know up. for sure which girls they are, but I'm assuming Tess for sure is one of them because she's, I don't think she's really, I don't think any of them are really in much else. I kind of looked mm -hmm. into it. And so you can really feel that they are just like normal girls. Mm -hmm. you which know, is they cool. Don't, yeah, it is. And they're great actors in this too. Like yes. I'm surprised they didn't do more. Like I'm surprised they didn't like, this didn't like jumpstart their career, but maybe they weren't. I don't know. Maybe they weren't super interested in acting. I don't know. Yeah. How, it's just so weird because it's like half the cast is the most star-studded cast you could see. And then it's like these few girls that have never acted in their life. Yeah. And you've never seen them in anything else. You're like, no. okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, before it cuts to Molly Howard's interview, you get the scene with the lady that's like, I competed in a Mount mm. Rose American Teen Princess pageant back in 1945. <laughs> Can't even get to keep my damn, damn tiara. Because <laughs> she's like, when we were at war with the Japs, didn't even get to keep my damn tiara. Had to turn, it, turn in it in for scrap. For scrap. <laughs> <laughs> it's so random. Um, she's like the town librarian or something. Yeah, she's, and she's like stamping, like she's like stamping <laughs> stuff while she's talking. Um, but then you get Molly Howard's interview. And I love, this is like one of my favorite parts of the whole movie, even Ooh. though, even though it's slightly... <laughs> This is slightly controversial, but you get like shots of like these two, you get the shot of the Asian mother and you get a shot of the Asian father. And then you get a shot of uh, Molly and she's like as white as a person can be. She's like the whitest person I've ever seen. <laughs> the dad is basically talking about how like he um, adopted Mari or Molly. Mari. And um, then so you see- They basically adopted a white person when they moved to America so that they could feel white. Yeah, it's, like yeah, and then they have like a Japanese daughter. <laughs> yeah, um, and you can and tell she, that she thinks they're idiots. Yeah, she comes out and she's like speaking Japanese. She's trying to talk to him in Japanese, and then the dad. Mm. <laughs> I will never the I will never forget watching this with you the first time. Do you remember how much I laughed at this part? Yes. <laughs> but he turns to her and he goes, "English, speak English, you stupid little." And then he says the R word, of course. <laughs> yeah, so it's like. I don't even yeah I don't know anyway really go offend. on and, um, <laughs> I won't even say what I was gonna say <laughs> no what were you gonna say say it so then right. we meet Michelle <laughs> yeah well I love how I love how he's like what did I got that I don't got <laughs> or something like that he's I don't remember exactly <laughs> but um yes then we get the Michelle Johnson interview and she wants to be like an actress it's yeah, she's like the moody actress yeah she wears black she you know <laughs> and she's talking about how like she's gonna do a monologue and she's not sure what it is yet she's like so maybe Soylent Green or something <laughs> um they all have very very distinct personalities yes which is another thing I really love about this movie is that every single character like whether or not they're like a huge character in this movie mm -hmm. every single character in this movie like it doesn't matter if they're like they have one scene it doesn't matter if they have you know, like one line of dialogue, every single person in this movie has a character, which I love because mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like you're watching a movie with a bunch of like cardboard cutout versions of people. No. Every single person in this movie has a character and I love it. 
Like I love the attention to detail where they they gave even the smallest character a character. But I feel like it's because it's supposed to be well, it's like a mockumentary. Like if you were filming a documentary, you were you would be meeting real people. Like these people right. would all be different, and they really tried to make it that way. Which I love that. Yeah. Um, and, and then right in the middle, right in the middle of between Michelle Johnson's and then we'll get uh, Janelle Betts next. But right in the middle of that, we get this commercial for St. Paul pork products. And Michael's favorite part to imitate. I, <laughs> I Compe- hate this part. Competing for the Mount Rose American Team Princess pageant. It's like sponsor. Is it sponsored by St. Paul pork products? Is that why that seems yeah, like in there? Yeah. And she's, it's like some lady and she's like talking about, like, it's like kind of like a commercial about St. Paul Parks products. And like, she, it shows her like inside the factory and she's like, she has like a, like a sausage in her hand. And she's like, "Mm, mm, I just love St. Paul Parks products. In fact, I love it so much. I work here now. And it shows her like working at the fucking factory. It's so funny. It's, but it's yeah. gross because <laughs> it, in the yeah, background you see like all like how the meat is getting made and it looks disgusting. Mm-hmm. It looks so fucking gross. But it is a funny scene. Like, and I just love the way she talks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you meet uh, Janelle Betts, and she is another contestant. And she uh, is her talent is get, she's going to do an interpretive dance through sign language because her and she like the whole time she's talking to them she's like talking but she's also doing the sign language she's also signing yeah like my dream is to spread love through dance or something like that yeah um and then she's like mother and her you can see her mom in the background at the piano in their house and she's like mother if you would be so kind (laughs) and then her mom starts playing the piano and she starts doing like this dance it's so funny (laughs) so great okay and then we get to we meet michael's mom my mom yep my mom in high school I swear to god this was my mom in high school but she looks so much like her yes so Tammy Curry (laughs) yeah we cut to this girl and her name's Tammy Curry and like the first thing she says she's like Tammy Curry (laughs) and she's like I'm also president of the Lutheran gun club and she's like she's like got all these like patches on her letterman jacket she's got like a letterman jacket but she's got like all these patches of like achievements and stuff right and she's like the super tomboy athletic and you know she kind of comments how I mean, I think she does. She comments how like maybe people wouldn't think that she would be in a pageant. I forget how she says that exactly, but yeah. Well, and I love how <laughs> you and I always say this because it because after after her interview, it cuts to like her on a tractor. So it's just the movie. The, this is like where the movie takes off. Yes. So this is when like all like the murder and mayhem starts because it because it cuts to like a a shot of Tammy on the on the thresher or the tractor or whatever you call it and her voiceover does not sound like her at all like all no. of a sudden it sounds nothing like her in the last scene like um, i don't this is what i wrote in my notes of what her voiceover sounds like <laughs> her voiceover sounds like the beginning of the wild thornberries like i don't yeah. know if you ever watched that but like when eliza's saying like and darwin he found us like yeah. i don't know why like it does sound like that <laughs> like it just does not go at all I mean obviously she can't be talking because she's on a loud on loud machinery so you don't even see her you see her riding off in the distance well I think it's just a continuation of her interview that they're doing in the gym yeah Yeah. um but I love how she's like um most people think that um Rebecca Ann Lehman or that I can't uh compete against Becky and Rebecca Ann Lehman but they also didn't think that I would be president of the gun club because she basically 
beat her out beat her out of it yeah and and then you see tammy tammy go over the hill like she's going over a hill in the tractor and she's like nothing can get uh nothing can uh stop me but me and then all of a sudden the fucking tractor just explodes like and and then we go to a funeral (laughs) yep we cut we cut directly to tammy curry's funeral um and uh you get like um gladys and iris they're standing there and gladys is doing an interview and she's like crying and she's like you know sometimes it's hard to understand god's great plan but the show must go on and then she's like oh shit oh crap i need to remember to call ted to see if we can use his barn light as a spot again (laughs) and she's she's like just like she's already over it yeah she's like two seconds and she's done with it um and she's like you watch the jello salad And then, and then I love how we get this, this next scene is just like a bathroom scene with a bunch of girls, like high school girls and they're smoking. Like gothic girls. Yeah. And the one girl's like, Tammy got, Tammy got it because she, uh, wins everything. Wins everything. Yeah. Somebody didn't want her to win and that's why she died or whatever. And then there's a pregnant woman in the background lighting up a cigarette. One of the, one of the girls in the bathroom are pregnant and she's like, yeah. And they say smoking's bad for you. She's like, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) so fucking funny (laughs) um and then we get the first of a couple scenes the dance studio scene so the first dance studio scene we get they're just like practicing they're doing like ballet stuff and you meet cloris klinghagen i think that's how you say her name and i don't know her real name but she was definitely like a big character actress in the 90s like she was she's in a lot of things yeah i I can't think of what her name is but i didn't put her down yeah i didn't put her down on the cast list because she's not like She's not like one of the most prominent. No. But she, I mean, she's in a few scenes in this movie, but like there were just so many people I didn't even, yeah. I, I couldn't. <laughs> but she's the choreographer and I love how she's sitting there with a fan in a chair and she's like, Tandu clothes, Tandu clothes, Tandu clothes plie. And she's like, sucking those bellies, girls. You look like a bunch of bow legged cows. <laughs> and, then, and then I love this scene in the dance studio when you're getting an interview with Cloris. And like, if you notice in the background, like if you're watching in the background, fucking Lisa accidentally knocks one of the camera guys over and she's like, oh my God. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> so great. Um, then we go into another, what one might say offensive scene. It's a little controversial. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will say it is, <laughs> it is kind of funny. But like, I'm in no way like making fun of anybody that's going through this. So I just want to make that clear. I think it's just the actress that I think is funny. (laughs) But it cuts to like a hospital scene and it cuts to Mary Jo Hansen and she's last year's winner of the American Teen Princess pageant, but she's now anorexic. So she's like literally hospitalized. Like she, like she spends all of her time in this movie, except for when she's competing in the pageant or when she's doing her dance later on. Uh, she literally is in the hospital because she can't go anywhere. But she's but like, Kirsten Dunst is kind of there taking, taking care, of, care her. of her. Yeah, and she's like, Amber does my hair once a week, and Amber's like, it, it's the least I can do for Mount Rose and reigning American Teen Princess. And she like combs her hair, but she like takes a huge chunk of her hair out. <laughs> and Kirsten Dunst is like, oh crap, and she's like, what? And she's like, nothing. It's just a little snarl. <laughs> and then this is when we get becky becky comes in and she's like oh my 
god what are you guys doing here lights camera and me without a stitch of makeup on and then and she's completely made up yeah she's completely done up and then amber's like what are you doing here and becky's like oh like you're the only one that visits mary and then mary's like who are you (laughs) and then (laughs) and then becky's like oh mary you kill me you do this every week same little dippy look on her face who are you who are you just like that and then she's like it's me becky and i brought your favorites and she's got like a box of chocolates she's got like a container of chocolates in her hand and i love how she just drops them into yeah spills them everywhere all over yeah and amber's like real nice becky she's anorexic and then becky's like she's skinny amber not deaf (laughs) it's bad it is it is bad but it's yeah um but then you get like uh this is when you get like more of amber's story storyline right. so, i love the shot of her practicing on the side of the road <laughs> i know she's like going through the trailer park that she lives in and she's like t- doing her tap routine <laughs> and then it cuts to her in her room and she's like she's like yeah i got dreams Cardi loves dreams it of getting out that. of mount rose I mean, guys get out of Mount Rolls all the time for hockey scholarships or prison. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kari's uh, favorite line that I used to say <laughs> was she's, her beauty worked against her when she something because she's talking about Diane Sawyer because she's got like this like wall just like of Diane Sawyer stuff because mm-hmm. you can tell she loves Diane Sawyer. Um, she's like her beauty worked against her though. <laughs> something like that and then this is when you meet her mom and this is when you hear a hacking cough <laughs> she's like <laughs> amber did you get my smokes <laughs> well first you just hear the cough and amber tells the camera crew that's my mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah amber's like <laughs> and then her mom comes barging into her room and she's like amber did you get my smokes and then she's like oh shit because she notices the camera and she's like oh these are the guys from la they're doing a movie on the pageant and then Annette is like, well, if they ask you to take your top off, get the money first and get my smokes. And then she just <laughs> slams the bedroom door. <laughs> I really like, um, I really like the character and the background that they give to Amber. Like they really yeah. make you love her as a person. Be- and obviously she's the one you're supposed to be rooting for, but it's like, they make her seem like she is so sweet. your average small town girl, but that she kind of has a rough life. You know, it's yeah. just not that her mom is mean to her or that her mom is like a horrible person or by any means, because she's really not. But, you know, they live in a trailer. Not that there's anything wrong with living in a no. trailer, but, you know, like they make it seem like she isn't the most well off that, you know, that she's really trying to get out of the town. Yeah. She's like got bigger dreams. Like yeah. she wants to be like, you know, the big, she wants to be the next Diane Sawyer, basically. Yeah. Um, And then you... <laughs> And then it cuts. Well, and I love how they edited this because, like you were saying, like Amber and her mom don't come from a lot of money. But then we automatically go to Becky Lehman's house, which right. is just this Straight beautiful to her house. fucking mansion. <laughs> the music. Yeah, and then it like shows like Gladys like gracefully descending her staircase in the house, and then it cuts to a shot of just Rebecca sitting there like in the chair and she's like like so unnaturally yeah and then i noticed like what the who the fuck is gladys talking to in the background because she's on still on the staircase but she's like like she's mouthing (laughs) something like i noticed that the like the the time that i watched that today i noticed that she's talking to somebody and i'm like who the fuck is she talking to (laughs) like she's just standing on the stairs and she's like 
like mm. I don't know what she's saying but <laughs> so yeah we cut to we cut to Becky Lehman's house and this is when you meet her dad Lester <laughs> you see that they're clearly the richest family in their town yes because he owns the furniture store he learned he owns Lehman furniture and we'll get to a scene with that <laughs> pretty soon but like he's talking to the camera guys and he's like oh yeah we got a if you open up the because he's got like a globe in like his it looks like his office or something but underneath the globe he's got like glasses for alcohol and stuff like it's basically his alcohol thing yeah I love how he's like not interested in this at all because then it cuts to a shot of them like all sitting on the couch and he's like all slumped back right and Rebecca just like shoots him like a dirty look and he finally is just like oh fine so he sits up straight And I feel like it's such a contrast where it's like, like I was saying, Amber's mom, even though they're not well off, her mom is not mean. Her mom truly loves her. And yeah. I feel like it like showing that even though Becky is super rich and she has this supposedly great life, you can see that like her parents are perhaps not, not very happy, n- not like men, they're not happy and they're not like emotionally, mentally there for her. You well, know? I'm, yeah. Well, I mean, her mom is for sure. Her mom is, her mom is there for her. But do you think her mom is there for her, like, in the sense that, oh, I love my daughter, like, like in the same way Amber's mom does? Definitely not. It's it's honestly more for her own satisfaction. Mm. She wants to be able to say my daughter won. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She she wants the title. She doesn't so much care about the well-being of her daughter. Right. So, you know, it's whatever it takes to win kind of a thing. Yeah. It's like a super contrast between the two families. Yeah. But I, I just, I just love that scene so much. And then we get just this random shot of like these two boys in the gym wrestling and they're not doing a very good job. It's just literally like a, a 10 second shot of them just, and it's like, no, there's no Squeaking. music. Yeah. It's just their shoes squeaking on the fucking gymnasium floor and squeezy. it's so funny. And then we get like another, um, <laughs> we get another interview with Gladys and she's sitting there with Iris and she's like, yeah, so first we'll have the judges interview and like there's a bunch of wrestlers in the background and then one of the wrestlers walks up to her and she's like, and then we'll have the, and she's like, look, this part is gross too because it's like, um, he's Gladys. a teenager. He's like, <laughs> like a kid, yeah. And Gladys is like looking at his package and then she like goes up, like look at his face. She's like, oh, hello, Tony. Hey to the folks. <laughs> and I love how Tony's <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> yeah, like showing that this town or this school itself is so small that like they can't even have time to do a meeting like everybody's using the same gym (laughs) like that's so funny because they're literally having a like an interview in the middle of like wrestling practice it's (laughs) it's fucking hilarious (laughs) Um, so we start meeting the judges yes so we the first judge is john doe which i love that they (laughs) came up with that name for him and he's like (laughs) d-o-u-g-h yep and he's so freaking creepy because he's like oh no I've never I've never judged a pageant before um I've never never been around young girls then then he's and then he pauses for a second he's like I mean it's, it's not like I'm you know or what is it? I don't remember what I exactly. think he's like not that I want to be here I don't know yeah, something like that he's like not that I want to be here or anything but and then he's like did you say something why don't you say something <laughs> and then and then we get the second judge which is Harold um and he he owns like the hardware store and then he has a this is another controversial thing because do you think it's controversial that the actor plays a mentally handicapped person or do you think just the way they have the way they portray the character I'm just kind of like why was it necessary yeah exactly because like and I also have something to say about that I'm sure when you were reading the facts you saw this this 
makes absolutely no sense to me. Okay, so Harold's brother, played by Will Sasso, plays mm-hmm. a mentally challenged character. Yeah. And in the facts of this movie, it states that most of his scenes were filmed later on because they didn't find that there were any relatable men characters. Yeah. What is that supposed to mean? Are we supposed to be all, I don't know. Like, so they put a mentally challenged character in here later, like they decided later on, let's put that in there. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing about this movie that I don't like. No, like that that whole character and the the way everybody treats him in this movie, it's like, oh, yeah, um, yeah, no. <laughs> but basically, no. yeah, you meet Harold and his brother, who is you know mentally handicapped, and like their interaction when he's like, they're basically fighting because you know. But that that's all. That's yeah. All we'll just leave you. it at that. Yep. Um. So uh, then we get to Lehman Furnit, and I love how the third judge is introduced because she doesn't say anything in this movie either. She, she doesn't does say, not speak. Yeah. Um. So we get to the Lehman Furniture Store scene, and <laughs> um, we get a uh, Lester, and he's like talking to the camera guys, and he's like, um, what does he say? Oh, he's like, oh, hold on. We got a business or something like that. And he turn he turns to like two people that are in the store, two customers, and he's like, Hey, if you uh if you buy that dinette, I will I will uh include a hutch for free. He's like, if you pay full price for that uh dinette, I will throw in a front and I will throw in a hutch for free. And then he turns back to the camera and he's like, or he turns back to the camera and he's like, They don't know that it's included in the price. <laughs> he's like, You don't pay less, I give you more. <laughs> <laughs> Which is stupid and there's like a woman standing next to him the whole time and she just like i love how nervous she looks like yeah the... she looks terrified to be near him and then he like slaps her ass and he's like take a memo sweetheart and then it like <laughs> he walks off and it shows her and it's like under her like you get like the, the um the text that says judge number three yeah <laughs> it's so fucking great um and then after that scene we get into the dance rehearsal scene mm-hmm um, Kari, if you could see my notes right now, I know this, I obviously know this movie inside and out. So this is what I literally wrote for my notes when I was taking notes. Lehman furniture store scene. That's all I had to say. Mm-hmm. Take a memo, sweetheart. The dance <laughs> rehearsal suite scene, the camcorder, cafeteria scene with Brett, Becky, and Amber, the Loretta yeah. introduction scene. That's literally all I had That's to do. That's kind of how mine is too. Yeah. Cause well, I, I, I wrote just watching the young girls, the contestants. <laughs> so like the girls are practicing their their dance routine outside and you get like a shot of um john across the street with his creeper fucking van he's got of course he's got a rapist van of course because he's the you know the pedophile in this movie which is gross and he's like oh i'm just watching the the young girls the contestants like my other fellow neighbors because there's other people sitting outside like watching and it cuts back to them again practicing their routine yeah and then it cuts back to him like a few minutes a few seconds later and he's got like a camera in his hands he's like oh this this um this camera's just for insurance purposes car accidents you know you got a camera no one's accusing you of anything (laughs) (laughs) it's so great it's so i don't know it's like it's so bad Mm -hmm. but the way that it's written is so smart Yes, because it's not, it doesn't come across as if it's like, it doesn't come across as they're like glamorizing it in any way. No. 
It's like you're supposed to be creeped out by this man. But it's still funny at the same time. Like, Well, in the funny story about the guy that plays him, I don't remember his name. um, He said that that's like, he, he says that in real life, sometimes people... Like there was one time where he was in the middle of like a crowded restaurant or something like that. And some girl recognized him from that movie. And he was like, oh my gosh, you're you're the uh, pedophile or something like that. And I guess the whole like restaurant stopped and looked at him. And he's like, in a movie, in a movie. Like, <laughs> oh he's my like, God. like, I guess people like, I don't know. It's crazy. I w- I'm like, I would hate to be associated with that. Like, right. That's awful. Um, but then like, as they're dancing there, cause they're using like step ladders, like little step ladders. And the the bigger girl, she like goes to jump down from the ladder and like basically does the splits on this ladder. So she hits her groin on the ladder. So then it shows the girls like continuing the routine and then it pans down to her and she's on the ground with an ice pack on her crotch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, And then we get the cafeteria scene with Brett and he's fucking hot. He is so hot. Yes, he is. And I recognize, like I realized that the, the time that I watched that today, I was like, he's actually really good looking. Um, anyway, that was my thirsty, two second thirsty moment with so Michael. So he's supposed to be like one of the jocks. He's actually like the, the, the uh, captain of the football team is mm-hmm. what the, his little uh, title card says. And he's mm-hmm. walking with Becky and Becky's like, so like, you want to, you want to go out this weekend? He's like, oh, I can, I got this and that. And she's like, oh, well, what about you know Sunday and he's like I I really can't and you can tell he's not interested in her because he's like looking at Amber the whole time as who's he's working as a cafeteria worker yeah she's like she's like working back in the yeah she's like a cafeteria worker and then they walk up to her and uh she's like Becky's like give her your, your tray Brett and he's like give it to her and then he's like oh I can wash this and she's like no it's fine <laughs> and then Becky just fucking takes her tray and just drops it inside the 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 sink and just walks splashes off splashes everywhere <laughs> so funny um and just walks away and then Brett Brett's like um you got lutefisk in your hair and she's like well it must be Wednesday <laughs> and then we get that we get a random cutaway to, to the, the librarian. librarian lady again she's like lutefisk <laughs> It's cod salted and soaked in something for a couple days. It's best served with butter. <laughs> so weird. Um, okay. So this next scene, buckle in, folks. Because this next mm. scene, we get introduced to, I think, in my personal opinion, the most iconic character in this entire movie, uh, Loretta, who's played by, you know, Alice and Janie, of course. And she's, uh, she's in... Um, Amber and Annette's house and uh, Annette is doing her hair so she's sitting in front of the mirror and the camera she's like like yeah, Amber's the, mom's best friend yeah and so the camera like comes ac- around to the side of the house where the window is and she looks out and she's like oh shit are we on cops again <laughs> <laughs> and then when we cut inside um there the camera guys go inside and uh she's like I was just telling uh I was just telling Annette if you're listening to, if you're telling me one of your stories you might as well be talking to the brick wall <laughs> and then she's like um did you go to the lehman's you got all the pictures you needed and fucking annette's like okay that's enough loretta and she's like what i'm just saying you know who should win who deserves to win is amber (laughs) best damn tapper most smartest yeah prettiest (laughs) best damn tapper most smartest (laughs) and annette says most smartest (laughs) get a picture of that Oh, you're real educated. <laughs> Get a picture of that. And she like turns uh, 
Loretta's face toward the camera and she's like, more smartest. Like, <laughs> and she's like, okay, you've had enough. I'm sending you home. And she's like, and then, so they're walking Loretta to the door and Loretta's like, one of you boys want to give me a ride home? <laughs> and then that's like, don't fall for it. She lives three tra- trailers down. I'll make it real easy for you. <laughs> oh, and God. she's just like reiterating like, that the, that the Lehmans are the most uh, rich family in town. It's front page news when one of them takes a shit. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Um, oh, and I also forgot to say, like, because they go to Amber's house, first of all, because they want to interview her. And they go in there and she's, they're like, is Amber here? And <laughs> and that's like, oh, no, she got called down to the Bone Gardens. <laughs> she's in a hell of a mood today. <laughs> so then the camera crew goes down to the funeral home to find Amber. Yeah, and she's like she she's working on a body, like, and she so she has her back to them, and they like kind of creep in, and so she turns around, she's like, "Oh my god, Jesus Christ on a cross!" <laughs> and then she's like, "You can't sneak up on me like that. Um, what if I had like a bone saw or like a a scalpel in my hand?" <laughs> she uncovers a body. Yes, she, and she it looks- is Brett. It is Brett, the one that was talking to her about uh, hanging out at the ca- in the cafeteria. And scene. this is the very same day. Is it? Well, because he said I'm going hunting. I'm oh, I'm getting yeah, out, yeah. I'm getting out of here early. I'm going hunting, but I'll call you tonight. Right, right. Ooh, I forgot to say one thing with the cafeteria scene. This isn't like a huge deal, but Kirsten Dunst is like when they go back there to interview her, and she's like, "Oh my god, you don't think Becky saw you? Her skin looks so fucking good in that. Oh, scene. it does. Yeah, it looks so good. Okay." Mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention that I, I wrote that as actually as a note. Cause I was like, Oh, her skin looks luminous. Um, my skin could never. <laughs> um, so she uncovers the body. It's Brett and he is obviously dead and he has a gunshot wound to the head, to the forehead. Yep. Right in the, she, cause she even comments on it. She's like right in the, right between the eyes. You don't, <laughs> you don't often see that. <laughs> well, and I love how, how the funeral director comes in. He's like, Amber, <laughs> she's working on like an older woman she's like doing the makeup on an older woman and she's like her family is stewing out there like a cow pie and on a hot summer day and she's like well i'm sorry i just didn't think she wanted to meet her maker looking like a cheap whore because he's basically saying like she looks nothing like she does in the photo oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so amber's like sorry i just didn't think she wanted to meet her maker looking like a cheap whore and she's like well that whore is i don't know something and then they're like oh and the clemens said that they want to make him look oh like rosy cheeks like he just came out of you know so then it cuts to amber like doing brett's makeup and she's talking about how she got a picture in her locker she found a picture in her locker at school and had a it was a picture of tammy curry and then she's like she turns it over and on the back it says you're next on it Mm -hmm. so and then we get that little cop interview where they're like oh tammy curry yeah (laughs) we 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 just uh we came to the conclusion that uh she was smoking while she was driving and then it cuts back to amber again she's like well yeah i mean uh tammy liked tammy liked to have a smoke but or or she's like she'd ride her dad's uh thresher but she only smoked after a good ride yeah she's like something like that she said the heavy vibrations helped her think Oh gosh. So then the funeral director comes back in and once again, Amber. <laughs> Amber. He's like, Yeah, yeah, I know. And he's like, No, there's been a fire. <laughs> I love the way he says that. He's like, There's a, a fire. <laughs> Cause she's like, um, 
uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. he's like Loretta just called he's, she says it's emergency he's like, I, she's like oh yeah my mom that's called for a get her a pack of luckies or something like that and he's like no Loretta called there's a bit of a fire <laughs> so we get um, the scene of Amber returning home to the trailer park and her fucking trailer is just obliterated it's like completely just up in flame like it's not up in flames anymore because the firefighters already took it out but she gets out of the car and She's like, mom, she's like looking around. She's like, mom, mom. And she's like running around trying to find her mom. And then one of the firefighters is like, you family? <laughs> yeah, he's like, you family? And Loretta's like, no, she's just screaming mom, mom, because she's got Tourette's. She's the- <laughs> She's Annette's daughter. Dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see that Annette's being like um, wheeled away, like on a stretcher into the ambulance. Mm-hmm. And then Amber's like, I'll be right behind you in the hearse. Don't let that worry you, Annette. <laughs> oh God! So they get to the hospital. Amber's mom's in the hospital. She uh, she's explaining what happened. You know, she was just sitting there, and all of a sudden, kablooey! And you see the most disgusting thing ever. Oh God! That Amber's mom had been drinking a beer when the trailer went up in flames, and the beer can is <laughs> burned into her hand. Her hand is completely like black, burned, it's like melted metal. Fused into the can. <laughs> what well, I love how she describes it too. She's like, "Well, I was just sitting in my chair having a beer, and all of a sudden, kablooey! Something blows through my kitchen window, and next thing I know, I'm ass up in someone's flower beds." And she's like, "I managed to stuff your tap shoes in my panties before I went flying. Go find the doctor that cut them off. He'll, <laughs> he'll give can, them to you." You can see that. Amber's getting, you know, obviously she was already freaked out when the camera crew was talking to her at the funeral home when she was telling them that she got that note. And then when she sees that the house blew up, she's like, oh, wow, someone was trying to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So she's at this point, she's second guessing. So she she's ready to quit the pageant. Yeah. So she goes to tell her mom, but she can't like bring herself to do it. So she leaves the room and she's (laughs) Annette's like, oh, my God, she's pregnant. (laughs) And then she's like, come back here, Amber. Come back, Amber, so I can kill you. <laughs> so Annette goes out to talk to Amber about it. And Amber's like, I'm quitting. Loretta. The oh, sorry. Yeah, Loretta goes out to talk to Amber. And Amber's like, I'm quitting the pageant. And Loretta's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and then um, Amber's like, well, how do I talk to her? And she's like, it's real easy. You just say, mom, <laughs> I know you sacrificed your, your friends, men. Your Your, Annie, your, <laughs> your tummy ass and thighs <laughs> all to bring me into this world. <laughs> um, but I'm quitting. And she's like, it's simple as that. <laughs> and so she goes back in and she's talking to her mom. And she's like, um, so like, I got, I got, um, I got this note. Like she's not explaining anything. <laughs> no, she's like trying to beat around the bus. She's like, so like, I got this note. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm quitting the pageant. And then her mom fucking takes her hand that has like the beer can on it and wax <laughs> just hits Amber so hard over the head. Then she remembers the camera crew that is there and she's like, oh, uh, can you give us a minute? <laughs> yeah. She's like, and then she grabs Amber and she's like, I'm not letting go until you tell me what's, or yeah. Cause first she's like, I'm not letting go until you tell me what's going on. Amber, I am this close to killing somebody for the nicotine under their fingernails. You hear me, Loretta? <laughs> so then her and her mom are arguing about it. She's like, I'm not going through with it. Because she's like, mom, this is scary. We always say that line. You and I always say yeah, that. Yeah, I like how she says it. Yeah, because she's like, this is scary. And she's like, look at me. Look here. <laughs> 
her mom's basically telling her how like her life kind of essentially fell apart and like she doesn't want amber to turn out like her like she's right like, which i love because she's like i just want the best for you I yeah want- like i said like you could say you could assume at first that her mom is like a shitty mom but she's not yeah exactly she's like she's actually like a really good person in this movie right and she genuinely wants amber to get out of the town yeah so then you get like a nice like scene where amber decides that she's gonna continue to do the pageant and then it cuts yeah to, like, it's like she's not quitting yeah and then it cuts to uh her and loretta walking out of the hospital and they're asking her about like amber's dad because amber's dad isn't in the picture either mm-hmm. and she's like well he gave up his he chose his career over us and she's like Loretta's like once a carny always a carny (laughs) (laughs) and then Amber's like my mom still still cries when she sees a -a tilt-a-whirl or a fat girl in a tube top (laughs) so fucking random um so now we go into one of my personal favorite scenes well we get that other scene first with the anorexic girl again she's in the yeah I guess I just didn't mention that oh I'm sorry (laughs) you were skipping over that intentionally well she's like she's like this time last year, I was preparing my speech, brushing up on current events, and running 18 straight miles on, 500 <laughs> on only calories 500 or... calories. I was ready. <laughs> it's so not okay. It's not okay, but like the way she portrays it is kind of funny. That actress is also pretty famous too. She is. And I I mean, she's I feel like she's one where you don't know her by name, but she is in a lot of things. She is. Like I actually recently watched something that had her in it. I was like, oh my God, it's her. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then we get the dress rehearsal scene. Is that the scene you wanted to get to? Oh no. Did I did I not write something else down too i went straight into the judge interviews oh that's what it is yeah so it's the judge oh, okay. interviews next so that yeah so they're um they're at the they're at this like i don't know if it's like a bar or a tavern it seems or like something it's, yeah it's either a bar or like a like a veterans club kind of thing something like that i, I wonder if, if i just it's made like, that up but it's something yeah, like that i wonder if it's like the gun club place or something maybe <laughs> i don't know yeah I have no idea but this is like where the judges interviews are and they're all preparing and <laughs> so it gets you get all the individual girls and this is when I'm also going inter- to insert Brittany Murphy's laugh because this is yeah, another the, fucking... these are the those are the two parts where the yes. laugh is just the best yes do you like to swim oh yeah I love to swim when I was in New York I met Greg Louganis at one of my brother's shows yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so we get um the judges asking them different questions and and harold's like if you could be any tree in the woods what tree would you be and so it cuts to the girl that's like the dog lover and she's like dagwood (laughs) for okay one thing these questions are completely random they have absolutely nothing to do with anything and they are nothing like what a normal pageant would have as questions they're so dumb yeah but they're so stupid but I do love this scene so much (laughs) and I love how it's filmed like how they ask the question and then they like cut from person to person and how I was saying that every character is so distinct their answers (laughs) reflect them so well 
Yes. Yes. Every per every one of their personalities fits exactly with what they're saying. Yes. And so we get to uh we get to um <laughs> Lisa or Lisa Swanson's character. No, not Lisa Swanson. Uh <laughs> who's the one that's like slutty? Uh Leslie. Leslie. So she's like green. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the uh the one girl that wants to be the actress, she's like, Oh, I can be any show you want me to be. Just let me warm up for a second. And she's like, oh, <laughs> she like grabs her chin and starts like, oh. <laughs> like um, doing like vocal warm-ups. Yeah, and I fucking I I fucking love um <laughs> Becky's dancer. Becky's dancer. She's like, Well, I want a tree with strong roots like the community of um Mount Rose. <laughs> Mount Rose. A, a thick Christian trunk and leafy branches to shade the handicapped kids on a hot summer day. <laughs> and can we also mention, like, I'm surprised we didn't mention this early on. Rebecca is the only one in this movie that does not have a Minnesota accent, which is so weird because she's lived yes. her whole life. Well, she no, she's not the only, she's the only main character that doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. But the I, other side, the side character, like the other girls that are in the pageant, none of them do, which is weird because they're the local girls that are from there, I would assume. Yeah. The only one that has an accent is the one that's like the dog lover. Like she's the only one. That yeah. Has it's one. not as strong as the actresses though. Yeah. So then it cuts to Amber and, uh, they're asking Wait, can her. I can I say one more sorry oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, like one more question one guy you like to swim oh, yeah. <laughs> like as if that would be a pageant question well of course it's the pedophile guy that asks it because he yeah. asks Lisa and he's like you like to swim and she's like oh I love to swim <laughs> I met actually I met Greg Luganis at one of my brother's shows and then this is when her laugh kicks in and I'm going to insert that here right now for the listeners <laughs> And then, um, so and her then we go to the dress rehearsal. Her fucking oh, sorry, laugh is great. Ahead. Well, no, I also love um, when they give Rebecca the other question when they're like something about a role model or something, and she's like, mm -hmm. "My mother, because she could curl, she could cure world hunger with one of her award-winning rhubarb pies. She could cure world peace with one of her prayers, and still look beautiful for my father, Lester, Lester Lehman." Lehman. <laughs> Well, then I love how they oh. ask Amber. So it yes. comes to Amber. So Amber. Amber never answers one of the other questions. No, she's just all of a sudden like, I'm Amber. Hi, hello. I love how <laughs> On she the very said that. last question. Yeah, yeah, I love how she's like, hi, hello. Mm -hmm. And um, Harold's like, name and spell all the- um, All 50 states. In alphabetic order. And she's like, seriously? Oh yeah, seriously? <laughs> and he's like, yes. And she's like, Alabama, A-L-A. <laughs> A B A M A. <laughs> you spelled that wrong. Oh, I did, didn't I? <laughs> a L A B A M A. Sorry, I accidentally I added an extra A there. <laughs> um, Alaska. A L A S K A. And then it cuts to like three and a half minutes later, and she's like, West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> she really got some pep in her step that she yeah. went through. <laughs> and oh. then he's pretty much just like, okay. <laughs> yeah and we're yeah moving on sorry yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep okay <laughs> um so then we get to the dress rehearsal scene and so they all get there and um they're supposed uh, to like bring their costumes and yeah so they have their costumes because they, they're going to practice their talent on stage and iris is you hear iris say in the background she's like okay gladys made sure said to make sure that we all go in order it's very important so then um <laughs> it cut like we do a little quick cut to um becky and she's like holding up her poodle skirt she's got like one of those like 1960s like diner girl poodle skirts and she's like this skirt has 
exactly um something eight thousand eight thousand sequins on it my (laughs) are oh my god this is not good (laughs) yeah this is uh this was made by i don't remember what the lady's name is she's like one of my father's many mexican workers he get he lifts them out of the poverty that they live in in mexico yeah it's so not good (laughs) but it goes to show though like i don't find those scenes offensive in the movie because i feel like small town people like that are very racist right and it's showing how small-minded people are. Yeah. So I don't find that offensive, per se, in the movie, of course. I am, I'm so torn on things I like know. that. It's, it's hard. It's, like I said, it's a very fine line between, <clears throat> is it offensive to put things in movies if you're doing them for the sake of showing what people are really like? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then you get the you get the scene where it's Amber's talking head and she's basically talking about how like she's like oh yeah like one of the neighbor kids found um, my tap costume on the roof of his house and she's like and the crazy thing is it was still on the hanger <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we Janelle get, runs up to her yeah Janelle runs up to her and she uh she says um can you can you switch me spots because um my I need to go first <laughs> yeah because her uh I think it's her aunt or something her she's having a deaf baby or something and she like, wants to be there for the birth yeah she wants to be there for the birth and she's like oh yeah this is my lucky number anyway amber's like my, eight's my lucky number and so she ends up switching with the the uh janelle so i then- hate this part i actually <clears throat> turn away every single time oh it's so like oh can you imagine because it cuts to gladys and she's having an interview as you see janelle performing her number on the stage and I love how um, I love how Gladys is wearing the Heart of the Ocean necklace. <laughs> did you notice that? I don't think I did. No, she's like literally wearing a replica Heart of the Ocean <laughs> necklace in the scene. And um, I don't remember exactly what she's talking about, but then all of a sudden, you see like this big ass spotlight just fall down on top of Janelle's head, like it just hits her on the top of the head. I'm surprised it didn't I break mean, her it, neck. In I'm the surprised movie. it didn't kill her. <clears throat> I know, and so she collapses in. <laughs> everyone like rushes on stage to help her and Gladys is like don't move her don't touch the body don't move her (laughs) and then it it pans over to Amber and Becky and Becky just walks away she's just like whatever yeah (laughs) so then Amber's at home and once again is realizing like that was supposed to be me I was supposed to go first and I always say this in this scene, she looks exactly how she looks on Bring It On. Yes, like <laughs> specifically the scene where she comes into the kitchen when her mom is, and she's talking about like, when her brother's like, yes. oh yeah, I heard you uh, something on the on your very first day. Aye, aye, Captain. Yeah, that yeah. scene specifically, that's exactly what she looks like yes. in the scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. But anyway, yeah, she's just talking about this is, I don't even know what she says, but she's just saying how it's scary because that was supposed to be her. She was supposed to go first. Yeah, and then Annette comes out and she like has like a glass of alcohol and she puts it in front of Amber. She's like, your mom wanted me to tell you to drink this. And Amber's like, really, Loretta? <laughs> and she's like, no, I just figured it'd help you relax. And she's like, never have kids, Loretta. And she's like, we'll, ble- we'll bless you for thinking I still could. <laughs> 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 oh, but then Amber also gets a brand new dress in the scene too. Because hers oh, yes. got like melted in the fire. And she talks about how like they have this big polyester meteorite in their closet because all yeah. the clothes, her and her <laughs> mom's clothes melted together. <laughs> um, so, so now then, it's the night of the pageant. Yes, the main event. So um, we get a shot of Annette being taken out of the um, the back, the trailer of 
Annette's car and she's like all drugged up like she's in a wheelchair and she's like got an IV attached to it and she's like all drugged up <laughs> um and so then we get the start of the pageant where Gladys comes out and say my favorite Kari loves this uh, Kari knew it was coming yeah I wrote it I could see her face so she she comes out and she's like everyone's clapping and Gladys goes is that for me or my gown <laughs> oh god so the girls all come out they enter through like the back wings if you want to call it that Yeah, because they're like walking through the aisles of between the people yeah up to the stage we're playing this land is your land they all have these big uh what would you call them pieces yeah head pieces of different like monuments and landmarks in america yeah and so rebecca goes first and she's like in a country where you can take an, or I chose Mount Rushmore, because in a country where you can take an ugly old mountain and put faces on it, faces of great Americans that made this country so great, makes me, Rebecca Ann Lehman, proud to be an American. <laughs> I think Amber's looks really good, because Amber's just wearing like this glittery, like gold hat with like the United like a little States top on hat it. type. Yeah, of, and like, like she I don't did know. a really good job with it. Like it looks oh, nice. I'm sure she made it herself. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you get the scene with Lisa. You get Lisa coming up and she's got like a Barbie doll on top of her head to look like the Statue of Liberty. It's covered in tin foil. And then in the Barbie doll's hand, she's got like a candle. And so as she's like doing her speech, she's like trying to light the candle. In a country where Lady Liberty keeps her light shining bright. And she's like trying to light it and she can't see what she's doing. So it's not working. And she's like, makes me Lisa Swenson proud to be an American. And she just starts laughing and walks off. And she just like makes a face like, what the fuck? (laughs) She's like, this is so stupid. Yeah. (laughs) And then um, you get. And you keep getting shots of Annette in the audience, just dying, laughing. The, her hand all wrapped up the IV drip coming down and she's she's, dying she oh fuck um and then you get uh the what is the dog girl's name I there's so many Tess Tess comes up and she's like my um my grandfather who made the biggest ball in of twine in Bundy Minnesota makes me proud to be an American (laughs) and she's like I think I misunderstood the assignment. And then the big ball falls off. <laughs> oh my God. So after this scene, we get the girls backstage again. And uh, <clears throat> they're uh, uh, getting ready. And Amber re- realizes that her costume is mis- missing. And she's like, where's my costume? And she's like, oh, I should just ask you, Becky. Because like she automatically just assumes that it's Becky. And right. I love this little fight that breaks out between them. Cause like Becky's like, if you're getting at something, you better just say it. And she's like, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love how when they're fighting with each other, um, Iris steps in and she pulls them apart and Amber's like, I hate her. And Iris is like, I know we all do. <laughs> <laughs> so this is when, uh, when she says, bring it on. <laughs> oh yeah. This is when she's like, bring it on, Becky. Oh, give me some of that something, Becky, bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> so great um so then we get this um we get another scene where um Gladys is introducing Mary who the winner of last year's pageant and she's like here's Mary to do her rendition of don't cry out loud and so literally she comes out and she's in a wheelchair 
and like there's like a nurse pushing her in it and she's like lip syncing to don't cry out loud and I just love the way she's like and if you must fall and she just like drops her arm I thought on this time do you think that she actually sang it in her original performance or was she always lip syncing it do you think that just because she's question do you think just because she's sick now that and she doesn't quite have the breath to be able to sing I never thought about that before that's a good question I'm like did this girl really win just by lip syncing maybe they didn't realize she was lip syncing maybe (laughs) well no I think actually Gladys says something about it she's like her lip sync on the on her rendition no I think she just says her rent so she must have sang it last year yeah so I guess we'll (laughs) never know (laughs) Um, but then the thing that makes me laugh about this scene is the part where the music starts picking up and the nurse is like put, like running while pushing her across <laughs> the stage and you get like that tracking shot as the camera's yeah. like following them and the nurse is just running behind her and pushing her in the wheelchair. <laughs> um, we find so they, out. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say we find out that the paint is still wet. Yeah, on the step ladder. So they're getting ready to do the their physical, physical fitness, fitness number. And they're and Becky's like, these are wet. And then one of the other girls is like, I'm getting dizzy from the fumes. And she's like, okay, girls, um, step away from the step ladders, put them down or something like that. And then Iris is like, what kind of mental R word paints step ladders right before a pageant? <laughs> um, but then you get like the iconic physical fitness number, which I actually kind of like. I like them because it's like, what song is it? Come on, shake your body. I can't. <laughs> Uh, I yeah I don't know what the name of the song is can't control yourself any longer (laughs) yeah yeah and so like they're doing their physical fitness number I want to go as this for Halloween I really do I want to get the I want to get the no I want you to do it with me (laughs) so I want to dress up like with the short shorts with like the the blouse with the handkerchief tied around your neck because they're wearing they're wearing short white shorts like either some of them are wearing red blouses some of them are wearing blue to like red white and blue and then they're mm-hmm. wearing like sparkly Backwards like hats. snapbacks yeah mm-hmm. and um <laughs> the the stools are wet so like every time they do a move like their arms are wet and then their butts are like covered in yeah, paint. just covered in paint yeah and then um after that they're back in like they're back stage again and they're wiping the paint off and this is when you find out that uh janelle the blow to her head made her deaf so she's she her dream came true to give to spread sign language to the world um Mm -hmm. and then they're talking about like oh uh, lisa's like don't go in the bathroom Tess just blew chunks in there and she had a big dessert and then or she had a big uh dinner and then freaking um becky's like well she should have shoved that lucky bolt down her throat for dessert Um, and then it cuts back to Gladys and she's wearing like this like plaid like pilots. She calls them pilots. She changes many times. Yes, she has very many <laughs> costume changes. She's she has more costume changes and freaking reveals than a drag queen. Um, so she's talking about like how she won Mount Rose's American Teen Princess pageant back in like the 80s. And she's like, and I, I won it wearing these exact pilots. And she's like, <laughs> And can you believe it? They still fit. And then it cuts cuts to Loretta in the audience. And she's like, she had a big ass then. She has a big ass now. (laughs) Um, And then, so this is when we get to the talent portion. We find out that Amber. Mm -hmm. Amber is having a uh, costume issue. Yeah, she's having a uh, dilemma backstage. And she's like talking about like how she can't find her costume. And she's arguing with um, Iris because she's. 
well isn't it that she has that new dress but since it wasn't approved oh yeah so so then this is when we get the choreographer back in um and she she gives amber a costume because she's like um you she wants her to win she like literally wants her to beat out becky and she even says it Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, so then she's arguing with iris because iris is like no um you have to get it approved before the pageant and she's like isn't there a rule against like if someone takes it doesn't it overrule that rule and she's like i'm sorry there's nothing i can do and amber's like this is bullshit and iris is like i uh amber atkins that is not american teen princess behavior and she's like well this is not an american teen princess pageant this is this is nazi germany and then like she just walks off and iris is like where do they get this stuff (laughs) and then she goes to kirstie alley and she's like she's like um so i'm gonna wear this and kirstie alley's like oh really I don't think so. <laughs> I, I love the way she says it. She's like, oh, really? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, just saying you had to have got your costume approved. So Amber's like, God, what am I going to do? Yeah. But so- then sweet angel Brittany Murphy steps in to give her her costume yeah. because her costume was approved. Yeah. And so she's like, I'm dropping out. And she, and Amber's like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, you know, they, uh, she's like, your parents are going to be pissed. And she's like, you know, there, uh, there can only be one Liza and Peter has the great better legs or something like that. And she's like, and you know, they only had me, uh, so that Peter could get that, have that kidney. (laughs) This is awful. Yes. Gosh. (laughs) Um, and then we have another sort of controversial scene a little bit. I don't know if I'd call it controversial. I mean, I guess if you're like super religious, it might be. People might not be okay with that. To me, this is like the least of the controversial parts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I just hate this scene. You absolutely know I hate this scene. <laughs> to be honest, if I, I watch this hilarious. movie, I kind of just skip through it. I don't I like it. Because <laughs> this is, this is, uh, we get to um, Rebecca's, Becky, yeah. Becky's uh, talent. And it starts off with her like sitting there with like a spotlight on her. And she's like, you're just too good to be true and then like the music starts and all of a sudden they push out this like jesus on a cross on a cross and she's dancing with it to that song <laughs> and then the like shot that, he, that he's like her man yeah yeah because she's like <laughs> i've got a the rumors are true i do have a special uh, man special or... man in my life and if nobody minds <laughs> god and then this this is the best shot of loretta or of uh annette when she's laughing because like she's so drugged up and she's like <laughs> like it's so <laughs> it's so great and then uh uh gladys comes back out and she is about to say who's coming up next and then iris comes out and tells her that uh lisa dropped out and i love how she's like so without further ado contestant number something or contestant number eight amber and then she just walks off before she finishes because you can tell she's pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> so Amber comes out and I want to ask you, what do you think of her tap routine? Do you think it's good? Because everyone is like so like blown away by it. Like when it shows people the crowd, uh, it, everyone's not like, necessarily. But one thing I did write is that I love how they only show her lower body or upper body. They never, they, anytime she's tapping, it's literally her waist down because I mean, obviously it's not her doing it, but I feel like they didn't even really try to make it look like it's her doing it. Right. Which I'm kind of surprised. Cause like, obviously she did bring it on after this. So obviously she can dance. Right. I mean, tapping so is a completely, I know, but I'm surprised they didn't do like training or something or like at least try to train her. I don't know. I don't know. Because it's like so obvious. Like you said, it's so obvious that it's not her Right. <laughs> in certain shots. Crowd um, goes crazy. 
yeah, the crowd loves her. Uh, everyone stand like she gets a standing ovation from everyone there, including fucking Lester Lehman. He stands up for her too, which is like. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then this is when um, Gladys comes. Yeah. Well, Gladys comes back out, and I'm like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, lady, calm down. It's not that. It's not life or death. Because she's like literally looking at the judges, and she's like, and now it's time for the judges to make the most uh, difficult decision of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> and when they come back, we will announce the winner of the Mount Rose American Teen Princess. So then you get to like this backstage scene where they're all deliberating. So then they all get back out on stage and she announces like the third place and it's uh Leslie. Leslie, yeah. So um yeah, so they're all back on stage and she announces like the like third place and it's Leslie. And she's like so excited. I love how excited yeah. she is. And she goes, she goes up to like Gladys, but then like kind of goes back and Gladys is like, oh, get the fuck out of my And then you see, sorry, I just have to say, like, you see how excited her boyfriend is that she won. Yet then when they walk out, he's pissed. That is I never I'm under- always confused about I it. I do not understand that part at all. Cause like when you see his boy, or when you see your boyfriend in the crowd, he's like so excited. He like kisses the guy next to him, like one of his friends, and then he rips his shirt open. He's like, "Yeah, Leslie, yeah. you rock!" Yeah. <laughs> and then he does this little. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, and then uh, Amber Atkins, of course, is unfortunately the runner-up. So mm-hmm. I think at this point we know who won, which to me is confusing because clearly nobody wanted Amber to, or nobody wanted Becky to win. And you can tell when she wins all, everyone in the crowd is just like, okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering how, I wonder if the judges behind the scenes were like coerced or like threatened. Right. Or something. Obviously something happened. How would, how would Amber not win? Yeah. Is the question. So that, I mean, it's never brought up and it's never, there's never a scene where, they're directly like threatened or anything but I just I wonder how that makes any sense whatsoever but we needed her to win for the story so it's fine (laughs) um so then uh, Gladys is like in the moment you've all been waiting for well and I love how when she's announcing like the prizes she's like a $75 scholarship like wow $5 (laughs) one textbook yeah and then of course um Rebecca Ann Lehman wins of course and she's like it's my daughter oh my god it's my daughter Rebecca Ann Lehman (laughs) um and then she's like in first place for a $500 scholarship courtesy of Lehman Furniture (laughs) so literally their own money yeah seriously um so yeah Rebecca wins unfortunately and then we get uh i love how gladys just walks up to mary and just pulls the crown and sash off her just yanks it off and just like give it to me bitch (laughs) like on scary movie when she's like give me my crown bitch yeah (laughs) um but um yeah so then it cuts to like another talking head of loretta and um or not a talking head, but it cuts to Loretta and Annette and she's getting wheeled or she's getting put back into an ambulance. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh yeah, they're just taking her back. And Loretta's like, yeah, she almost, she almost blew out of my, uh, she almost blew out of the back of Loretta's car. <laughs> Thank God for bungee cords. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like seeing everybody leave after the pageant, kind of seeing everybody's reactions. Like Amber doesn't seem like too upset. You know, she's like, I got runner up. I'm oh, good. She cries. 
she cries, but she's not like. She's like, I guess number eight only works for Diane this year. And then <laughs> she's, she's like, it's I don't okay, know. Like, you... yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and then Loretta's like, I'll let you, I'll let you drive. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is the scene that I'm so confused about because Leslie is standing there and she's like, I got third or I got first place. I won. And, and she's like, I got second place. And he's like, yeah. you got second runner up. Like, he's like, you were like third. third. Like, yeah third and he doesn't seem like it's he's pissed so, it's so weird because like one minute he's so excited and then the next scene he's like you got third like <laughs> what it's so weird i wonder if there was like a deleted scene or something or, or... they just forgot <laughs> they, <laughs> they just forgot, what, they forgot what his character was doing I don't yeah know. um but um then you get like a a shot of lisa and she her dad's like you know what peter wouldn't have ever pulled a stunt like that and lisa's like you know what dad you know what Peter's gay. Yeah. Gay! <laughs> <laughs> so great. Um, and then it cuts back to the girls that are in the bathroom, the smokers in the bathroom. And she's like, of course, uh, <laughs> of course, Gladys is going to take her fat ass all the way to nationals or something like that. And then the one girl behind, like the pregnant girl, they're like, they're asking her if she's going to the, the parade. And she's like, no, I think I'm like due or something. <laughs> so great. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get like this like dramatic like trumpet music playing on the day of the parade and you get like all these like beautiful shots of like this this is a really beautiful float though like this sw- i wonder if that's where most of the budget went to is that float but can i tell you that unfortunately from this scene on i could just stop watching this movie <laughs> no there are some funny parts i mean like, there's like a there. couple but like this is definitely where the movie goes downhill for me i agree i think I think there are some funny moments sprinkled in that I put down in my notes, but I don't know what they could have done differently because I understand the pageant was over. Yeah. But it, they could have done something. <laughs> yeah. I don't, but I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what they could have done. That's the thing. It's just not, it does it not kind of, live up to the first part of the movie. Definitely not. Like the first um, two thirds. <laughs> yeah. So then we get like the day of the parade. We get all these like elaborate shots of, the flow it's like a big ass swan which mm-hmm. uh uh becky's gonna ride on through uh, in the parade and so um <clears throat> and so like the parade starts and you get like all these shots of like everybody in town and like i love i always laugh so hard and i don't know why the the lady that's dressed up in like the clown makeup she looks like a crack addict i'm sorry <laughs> like her makeup I, like it's just like and she looks miserable she's just walking and like yeah. just it's all these like shots and then um (laughs) becky's like you get this argument scene with becky and her mom and she's like she's like um gladys is like get your ass up there and she's like it smells funny like gasoline and she's like everything smells like gasoline in mexico (laughs) yeah and then she's like your dad paid a paid a pretty penny for this so you get your ass up there and show me some teeth (laughs) and then she's like love you baby <laughs> me and my sister always say that to each other over the phone when we leave when we like get off the phone with each other we're always like love you baby <laughs> um so then we get this shot of amber and um leslie leslie thank you <laughs> fuck me i cannot re- i'm not good at remembering names today i am just they're in the back of the float yeah they're in the back of the float and they're literally like smelling the fumes coming from this um coming from this freaking float and leslie turns to amber and is like so if i die from the fumes will you cover up the hickeys on my neck 
<laughs> and and the ones on my um and the bite marks on my ears yeah <laughs> and I know it won't show but on my inner thighs and Amber's like yes Leslie <laughs> <laughs> and then um I love uh Amber's an- interview and she's like oh yeah it's just how I pictured it choking on swan gas <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts back to um the float and uh Gladys is like lighting like sparklers. She's got sparkler, which is like, whose idea was that? Clearly, that's really dangerous. You're an idiot. Yeah. Um, so Gladys starts lighting these sparkler sparklers on the back of the float. And so the she gets distracted because Iris is like, oh, something, something. So she walks away and the float like l- catches on fire. And, and then literally um, blows up. Blows up. <laughs> with Rebecca on the float. Like Becky dies basically in the scene. <laughs> which is insane and then you get like i love the um the mayor's out- clapping the mayor's clapping yeah the mayor's like wow what a show and, <laughs> and all the townspeople are running towards the flow and i love how like the asian the dad that's the asian dad he's like holding the camcorder and like in the in the footage you hear like someone mm-hmm. like oh crap oh crap oh god oh crap <laughs> <laughs> um and then Kirstie Alley gives her villain speech. Yes. So this is when it's revealed that Kirstie Alley is the one that killed Tammy and was behind all of the stuff. Well, shocker. I don't yeah. think anyone was surprised. But um, she's like, <laughs> she's crying because like this float is like literally like destroyed. And she's like, no, we're supposed to go to state. <laughs> and then um, Iris tries to her. The scene brings many questions for me. Oh, Okay. What are your questions? Well, my, okay. I mean, we kind of touched on it before a little bit, but um, okay. So we find out that Kirstie Alley was behind everything. Yeah. Cause she basically turns, she basically turns to Amber and she's like, and you, <laughs> you, it should have been you in there. You trailer park tr- piece of trash. I should have killed you when I had the chance. Just like your friend, Tammy. Oh, she was one crispy fritter on that tr- thresher. <laughs> crispy critter. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Zing! She's like insane in this scene. <laughs> okay, but the thing is, why? Okay, I feel like I could just like deravel the whole movie right here. <laughs> like, okay. Why did she kill Tammy? Why did she try so hard to kill Amber if Amber survived and yet Becky still won? <laughs> if she could have made it for, yeah. for Becky to win, no matter what, why what did she need point? to kill anybody? <laughs> I don't fucking know I don't know <laughs> it makes but that's I don't know like that's you an interesting can't look question. too into it like you that's just a, yeah but that's an interesting question that you bring up because I never thought about that before until you said that and I was like yeah you know what kind of makes sense <laughs> but then we wouldn't have a movie so right <laughs> it's one of those things like in horror movies like why doesn't the person just you know run do this do that do yeah. that but then it's like we wouldn't have a horror movie so it's just one of those things um and then I love how in this scene, uh, the cops from the TV show Cops show back up again <laughs> and they arrest her. And she's like, he sells reproductions because she's talking about her husband. And she's like, he yeah. sells reproductions. His, his furniture is as fake as my orgasms. <laughs> and then I love how the the camera crew from Cops and the camera crew f- that are filming the documentary kind of have a little moment where they yeah, they're like, hey, they're like hey, shaking hands with each other and like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> um, so then we get... Becky's funeral and I love how I just think it's so funny how Amber is literally crowned right next to her coffin like yeah, right, right next at to the her funeral casket. they're like okay well since she's dead I guess you're the new winner <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then um 
Loretta's like, what are you so bummed out about? And she's like, I don't know. Like, and she's I didn't like, want to win this way. Yeah. And she's like, well, you know what? Uh, good things happen to good people. And she's like, really? And she's like, no, you're damn lucky. So you should just enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, and um, so then it cuts to them at home or at, I guess at Loretta's house. Cause she doesn't have a house anymore, but like Amber is talking about, she's like, she got her, her packet or her packet for going to national or well, to state sorry just well, cut that out no you're good well I love how first she's talking about how like she's like well I didn't like her but she didn't de- she definitely didn't deserve to die in the belly of a swan and in the background you see the mailman show up and he's clearly tucking his shirt back into his pants because him and Loretta <laughs> obviously just hooked up yeah <laughs> and then she slaps his ass as he walks off the like I love how like in this movie like if you don't notice things happening in the background like there's so mm-hmm. much of that um and then she gets like a letter in the mail and she's like oh my god oh my god it's the something from the pageant and she's like we get um a choreographer to the stars to the stars and she's like listing off all these things and then she's like oh my god and then Loretta's like spit it out and she's like we are going to be staying overnight at the airport Howard Johnson (laughs) and they get so excited about it because it's like Like that's the biggest thing they've ever done in their lives yeah she's like oh crap I gotta practice my routine we only got three days oh my god we gotta go and then it cuts to her like again like dancing on the side of the and she's like dancing on the side of a busy ass highway like you see all these cars just driving by as she's like tapping (laughs) and Um, even though I already said this especially at this point this is where the movie really goes downhill for me (laughs) Yeah. I just I don't like any of this ending it yeah it, it seemed to me it, it seems like they didn't even know where to take this movie yes that they were like let's just slap this on let's just finish I guess we need to have a finished movie so yeah so I totally agree with you with that 100% because then this is when they get to the the regionals I think I think it's yeah. the regional competition mm-hmm. and I love how they show up in the hearse and everybody like all the other girls are giving them weird looks and <laughs> Loretta's like take a picture it'll last longer and she flips off one of the girls and she's like Amber's like I'm competing with these people and she's like what she was staring <laughs> um, and then you meet Terry and Colleen and they're the state board and mm-hmm. I love how they have this little pyramids pyramid scheme when they're talking to all the girls yeah and they're like if you um if you uh, do something, we will waive the application fee. If you make sure to write down uh, another friend and their address, like <laughs> I love how they're like doing a pyramid scheme on top of like mentoring these girls. Cause they're like, oh, and uh, we just found out that you guys will not be staying overnight because we can't afford it. Like it's not in the budget. <laughs> so she's like, so, you literally have eight hours to get ready. To do everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then blah, blah, blah. Everybody eats. Well, then you get that scene with Loretta. Oh, I know. Okay, sorry. I'll let you do your scene with Loretta that you love. Sorry. I just, well, because she's flirting. Of course, Loretta's flirting with like the waiter. He's hot too. The waiter is really attractive. Anyway, I, I'm Loretta in this movie, clearly. Yeah. So <laughs> um, she's like flirting with the bartender and she's like, if you catch this in your mouth, I'll give you a present. And I think it's an olive. Is it an olive or something? I don't know what it is. Probably. And she throws it at him and he catches it in her mouth. She's like, oh, you got that on the first try. Come here. And she like brings him in and she like kisses him. And she's like, oh, you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And then it cuts to, well, first before that, it cuts to a little cameo. I wanted to make sure I put this cameo in because um, uh, she's a pretty well-known actress too, but she's, not in this movie except for this one scene so amanda detmer 
she's she's a pretty big name actor she's in final destination she plays terry cheney she's in um oh fuck what's there she's in a lot of movies like with a lot of other people so like i just wanted to mention her because okay. she has like a little cameo in this movie and she's talking about how like she heard from someone that adam west was like having like sexual relations with one of the pageant people and like on the on the bottom of this title card appears where it's like adam west is yet to comment or something like that <laughs> <laughs> so funny and then lo and behold everyone starts eating from the, the seafood platter and amber's like oh no i don't eat anything that can carry its house with it <laughs> my mom always tells me don't don't uh eat anything that can carry its house with it you never know the last time it's been cleaned <laughs> And then all of a sudden, everybody starts just throwing up. Like, this is a whole big chaotic. It's gross. I don't like this scene because it's disgusting. No. Everyone's getting really sick. Like, the whole, everyone has salmonella poisoning because, like, the <laughs> the food wasn't refrigerated properly. And so, of course, Amber wins. By default. default. <laughs> yep. Because no one else can win, win the title. So she gets, uh, she's going to nationals now. And you get state. To state, yes, sorry. So you get like this- Or is it nationals? No, it's state. I guess national, state, same thing, I feel like, maybe. Well. I don't know. Well, because when she goes, there's so many girls. So that has to be like the full United States, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, So then you get like the Gladys Lehman interview because she's in prison now. And she's like, you better tell that little bitch that she she better watch her back because I'm coming for her. And then you hear someone in the background like, okay, sweetheart, get off the phone. Because <laughs> she's like, I've got friends on the inside. <laughs> when um, it shows Kirsten Dunst with her tiara, I just wanted to comment that she looks really cute in that part. She looks so pretty in her dress that she's wearing and everybody's like sending her off. She's getting in like this little tiny, like rickety looking plane. <laughs> um, and yeah, so she's like, bye everyone. Like she's so sweet in this movie, love her. Um, and then and in the very last scenes like what the fuck well before that before that we get that scene with annette and she's trying to open up the can of beer oh yeah with, with her new hook hand yeah she's got like a prosthetic hook hand now because they had to cut her hand off and she's trying to get the cap off the beer can and loretta's like just use your other hand and she's like they told me to practice and so she starts <laughs> hacking at the can with the hook <laughs> and she seems so proud of herself when she when she's she, like pokes a hole in it yeah and she dumps it she's like i did it <laughs> um so then we get the scene where all the all the other girls that are competing in the national or the the state circuit they all show up to the uh beauty cosmetics like the convention center type they, place yeah they show up to like the main building and then they find out that it's in for the building has been seized yeah yeah for tax evasion because it shows up like the <laughs> the cosmetic company is uh had to shut down because of a was seized because of a tax evasion and thing. then the competition's canceled so everyone it's all the girls start freaking out and amber's just standing there like well fuck, everybody starts now? rioting breaking windows destroying the property and Am- it just shows amber standing there with her suitcase and she just gets back on the bus back on the bus <laughs> and there we go all right back on the bus <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah back on the all right everyone back on the bus can we make We're, that a horror movie yeah it's macaroni so can... night <laughs> that's another problematic movie but if you ever want to, if you ever want to cover that movie 
Oh my God. I love that movie so much. Um, I think I just need to do another podcast, which is just like a, an, a, like a miscellaneous movie podcast. So I can talk about movies like that. I, I think I'm just going to do another podcast where I just, talk I know about you need to, movies. you need to do like a, a once a month, like your, like you said, it's your podcast. You can do whatever you want. Once a month, you're one little people can vote on a movie. That's not a horror movie. I like that. A little yeah. little side piece you know little, little side piece yeah yeah little, <laughs> a, little bonus. a tasty little snack <laughs> as danny would say <laughs> um but then uh we get like all these like little backstories about like the past contestants and you find out that leslie became a beautician and then moved became an exotic dancer and there's like a flyer that has like <laughs> it's like if if she's somewhere in the Philippines, if somebody knows anything, any information, call this number. One eight hundred X Queen or something. <laughs> yeah, and then you find out that Hank or that uh, Hank died or Harold died of mm-hmm. uh, Lyme disease from a tick bite. So Harold or Hank is given the store, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you see like this just the store in shambles. It's like destroyed, um, and then Gladys she ends up escaping prison and it's like there's like a scene of her like a shootout on top of like this grocery store she's like doing a sniper from on top of the building and she's like come on out you trailer trash i know you're (laughs) out there (laughs) and so like there's like a reporter like reporting on it and she ends up getting shot and so amber Amber steps in (laughs) yep amber picks up the microphone and starts reporting and so through that she got her job as a news anchor, just like Diane Sawyer. Mm-hmm. So we get a happy ending, at least. We do. One thing that I feel like I never really noticed, and maybe it's because a lot of the time when I do watch this movie, I have already shut it off by this point. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like, I know that they do this ending scene where they do like the little, where are they now? You know? Mm-hmm. But it's like, literally, we only get Gladys, Leslie, and Amber. And Amber. It's yeah. like, let me know what Lisa's doing. Like, I don't know. Like, I know that like some people are dead and some people weren't as big of characters, but I'm just kind of like a little where are they now for three people? Yeah, I want to know where the fuck Lisa went. Did she did she go to the bit did she go to the big apple with her brother Peter? Is she on Broadway yeah. now? Like, I just want to believe that that's what happened. Right. So I'm just gonna say that's what happened. Is that she's now a big star on Broadway. That's just what we're gonna say. Also, <laughs> I wanted to say, like. I've always thought about this like as an alternate theory. Like, wouldn't it be an interesting theory if Amber was behind everything? Actually, like oh, you yeah. find out that Amber's like seems like this innocent person, but then she's the one that gave everybody food poisoning. She's the one that um So like, pretty much what you said my character arc would be if you put me yeah, in a movie. <laughs> exactly. So I think it would have been an interesting ending, like maybe an alternate ending or something where mm-hmm. you see Amber like after she's done reporting on the news, she goes into like her like back room or whatever and she like she just has an item of something that implicates her in like everything I don't know right well it would have been a better ending than anything they actually did (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's like she actually gets away with it but you find out that she's not as sweet as she seems so like everything that happened like not everything that happened obviously but But I still want her to be sweet so yes yes okay and uh, one one little thing Mm -hmm. I want to say is that this movie used to be extremely extremely hard to find yeah but it is on HBO Max. If it anybody is. wants how to, I watch watched it. it today. I was like, Me "Oh too. my god, finally, it's on something!" I know. Yeah, same here. It's literally not on Hulu. It's not on Netflix. It's not and on it Amazon. Never was. No, no. And like, and even to find the DVD was kind of hard. 
it's fucking impossible. Like it's nearly yeah. impossible to find anything about like on this, like that's annoying. So, right. so, so if anybody that- wants to watch it, even though we literally just said the whole movie verbatim, but if you want to watch <laughs> it, it is on HBO max. Yes. And it's very good. I actually had one more theory that I wanted to throw out to you. And I okay, think you and I it. have discussed this before. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Do you think Gladys is the one that killed Brett or do you think that it was Becky? Becky. Because I think it's Becky. Uh, well, yeah, I think it's Becky because um, <clears throat> Gladys was behind things in order to make the pageant go her way, whereas Brett had nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. So but I think he that had 100%... interest for Amber and not Becky. So right, I think that was one hundred percent Becky, and which <clears throat> is foreshadowed by showing that she can shoot to the head and literally right after that scene it cuts to like a talking head of her like at the gun range cleaning out her rifle and they're like did you just did you hear about brett and she's like and they're like he was he was killed and she's like oh well hunting's dangerous Mm -hmm. anyway yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's so yeah i've always like but the funny thing is is i never thought about that up until recently i never even like yeah i think that i just not that i assumed it was gladys necessarily i guess i just I didn't like think too deeply into it yeah and you kind of like almost forget about that like as the plot goes forward so it's like yeah kind because of almost he, something he, he was barely in it yeah so then and then you're under the impression okay like Gladys was behind everything so she must have you know done all that but it's like Mike mother like daughter apparently yeah exactly it's just showing that Becky's exactly like her yeah an opportunist yes <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah guys that is drop dead gorgeous <laughs> one fantastic movie um also controversial with certain scenes but I know like like did this make me like one of my favorite movies a little less maybe (laughs) (laughs) well I like I said I think I think I'm trying to play devil's advocate here and I'm in no way saying that it's okay for a movie to use that word so many times but I think it you have to also think about like the time that it was made I don't think the r word was as offensive back in that time i mean i still personally if i was still back i would never make a movie and have my character say that that many times but at the same time i, I think know it's that like... word was used <clears throat> but mm-hmm. to call people that like obviously every time they say it to him they are saying it in a, in a derogatory yes sense yeah so i don't know it's yeah it... it's one of those things that like I can 1 million percent see if there is somebody who watches this right now after I just recommended them to watch it. I'm like, if you watch this now for the very first time, you might not like it in the same way because Mm -hmm. I've been watching this movie since I was a kid. Yeah. So I hold a lot of nostalgia for it. I don't know. (laughs) Well, and it's crazy because it's like, it kind of, begs the question like because when we were younger like we didn't even think about those kind of things like you get the whole you get the Shane Dawson scandal for example like him doing blackface that I remember like you and I used to watch Shane Dawson videos all the time and we thought they were so funny and like we didn't realize at the time how bad it was like him doing blackface and then to get on another subject of like that same thing America's Next Top Model is coming out to be very controversial now like there's so many things that they did in that show that are not okay that when we were watching it at the time we're like oh this is fine like what you know well and I feel like a lot of things like Shane Dawson America's Next Top Model maybe we were not like oh this is perfectly fine but we just weren't phased by it 
yeah, like it wasn't something like we, it wasn't something that we like really put much thought into. Yeah. But now that we watch it back, we're like, ooh, that is very problematic. Like the whole, like when they changed their race in that one photo shoot, yes. I was like, um, and they got the one girl in freaking blackface. I'm like, um, yeah, that's not cool. But it's like, that goes to show you, like, even like doing things like blackface, that was only like 10 years ago or like 12 years ago or something. So it's mm-hmm. like, um, this movie was made. 22 years ago so it's like 23 years ago so it's like I think it's just a a product of the time that it was made right I don't think it was as big of an issue at the time so it's like I don't I try not to fault too much with the writers and the directors on this movie with that I totally get that I would not personally do it well and then it's like yeah it was of of that time but now that we are in our time and I know that that's not okay yeah. It can be hard to rewatch things like that. Right. Right. But if you can if you can get past that specific issue, the rest of the movie is great. It's so campy. It's so <clears throat> it's so 90s. I know it's 99, but it just like feels so nostalgic for some reason. Yes. Like just like Bring It On and Bring It On was like made the next year but like bring it on is so quintessential 2000s like that is like i watched that movie and i'm like yes this was made in 2000 i don't know what it is Mm -hmm. it's like but you can literally tell it was made in 2000 and i don't know how to explain that in a better way than that (laughs) i don't know but um anyway yeah that's uh yeah that's drop dead gorgeous guys um do you have any other things you want to say i don't think so All right, Kari. So without further ado, are you ready to get into the rating portion of this episode? Yes. That I almost forgot about. (laughs) (laughs) I actually did forget about. You're Um, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So Kari, would you like to go first? Uh, Give me your story rating out of 10 and your quality rating out of 10. I think the story is an eight. Mm Mm-hmm. The quality is where I <laughs> question mm-hmm. things. Okay, because I feel like it's not meant to be some super, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's supposed to look like a documentary. Like, it's, I mean, yeah. even though it doesn't necessarily look like a documentary, but it's, they weren't trying to make it some super quality movie right well you can also say like the acting or the yeah I think that the acting is great I honestly think the acting is like 10 out of 10 yeah for sure I really do um so I'll just say eight for both okay that's that's pretty good because even though even okay I find this movie like 10 out of 10 for nostalgia reasons yes. but I will say eight out eight out of 10 story-wise because of um gotta gotta knock it down a little for (laughs) controversy and controversial things that haven't aged well (laughs) yeah yeah um I'm also gonna give the story an eight out of ten just for those same reasons I think and also because the ending just meanders a little bit as we discussed I don't think they knew where to take the movie after the whole pageant um so I will say the story is an eight out of ten because all of it up until the very end, like the last like 15 minutes or so are just pure gold, like perfect. Uh, aside from, you know, the controversial stuff. 
but uh the quality i'm gonna give like a nine out of ten because i think the acting is really good Mm -hmm. i think um even if it's even though it's not supposed to look super nice i still think that like with the editing and the way that they like set all these interviews up and like the story and all that like it's very cohesive it's very um it's very well made i will say yeah like it doesn't it's not the nicest looking movie in some parts but it it is very well made so for that i will give it a nine out of ten um and yeah so what are your favorite what is your favorite scene and your least favorite scene from this movie my favorite scene is either the most smartest scene (laughs) with loretta and annette or the judges interview scene okay good choice least favorite scene my least favorite scene is the entire last 20 minutes. I'm going to say the same thing as well. Mm-hmm. The last 20 minutes, even though, like I said, there are a couple of little funny bits sprinkled in throughout. It's still not like my favorite. Oh, that's going to be tough. My favorite scene or scenes, I guess, because there I have multiple. Um, I really like, I really like the Loretta and Annette scene. So that one for sure. Um, I really like the whole pageant portion, like when they're doing the whole pageant and stuff. I mm-hmm. like that. And I also really like, um, I really love all of Rebecca's parts. I really love Becky in this movie. Like she's such a bitch, but I love her. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess I'll say every scene with Becky and every, <laughs> and every scene with freaking, uh, Brittany Murphy, uh, Brittany Murphy too. Yeah. She's I just- know. I, I wrote in my notes that, um, that Denise Richards and Kirstie Alley are just pure perfection at their roles. Mm-hmm. And I know I was going to mention this too. I know that Kirstie Alley is um, not great as a person, as a human in real life. Yeah. I know she's a Scientologist. I know she she's a fucking diva because apparently there's like that one fun fact that I didn't put on here where mm-hmm. she like refused to put on anything that the wardrobe department would give her so she's like send it over to the Scientology place and I'll t- I'll put it on there or something yeah so I know she's not great as a human but she was in this she was in it takes two and she mm-hmm. was in the movie that I don't know if anybody knows called toothless and those are three movies that I grew up watching a lot and I loved her in all three of them so much so yeah. As a child, I really, really loved her. And then to find out that she's um, not a good human. <laughs> yeah. So, you she's know, she's basically her character in real life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, but, you know, I got to give her credit where credit is due. Yeah. That she's she, amazing in she this is. movie. <laughs> like I said, I just really, really kind of wish there was like an alternate version out there, like in an alternate universe where Sarah Michelle Geller did get to play <laughs> Becky because I would have loved to see that. Oh well, it's fine. We get I get I get enough bitchiness from cruel intentions. So at least I get yeah. my I, I I get my share of bitchiness from her in that movie. So she's literally like Rebecca Ann Lehman in that movie, except worse, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um but um real quick before we go, do you want to um, you know, give yourself a little bit of a plug-in for the listeners? Tell okay. them where you can where they can find you. Okay. Um, I feel like I just did this, but <laughs> I mean, on the last episode, you know, yeah. but if someone didn't listen to that one, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, um, for all y'all talkers up in here, it's time to quiet down now. <laughs> I don't think quiet. anybody cares to follow me on my personal, but um, if you want to follow my book Instagram, it is Car and Char's Book Club. And yeah. You know what? A thought just crossed my mind. I think you should make a fitness Instagram. Oh, I've thought about it before, but you it's could be, too much. You could be a real good influencer for fitness. It's too much. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, I really have thought about it, but I'm like, I don't want three Instagrams. Yeah, that, that I mean, and I, I, I really, three, really, so. I really enjoy, like, creating the content for doing Bookstagram. Like, I mean obviously I love reading in the first place, but I really enjoy like reading books and like coming up with ideas for new posts and stuff like that. And I feel like with, um, with a fitness Instagram, I just wouldn't get the same joy out of it, even though I love working out. I feel like it'd be more work. It would, it, it would. And it's just like, it just feels a little too, um, a little too surface level, I guess. Like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's where you can find kari um you can find me at the we love horror podcast on instagram i also am on um tiktok i finally took the leap into that oh my god you didn't even tell me i didn't no oh yeah i'm on tiktok now have you made any tiktok i made one video because um when my parents came to visit me after i got out of the hospital they made that shelf for me for my vinyls Mm -hmm. so i did a video of me like setting my vinyls up so that people could see it um, but I want to do more videos where I'm like, uh, top five, um, unpopular horror opinions or top yeah, just five, like, like, stuff m- like that. Yeah. Top five movies yeah, you, you can watch during this time or, you know, stuff like yeah, that. You should. So yeah, I'm on TikTok. Um, I have, um, a Patreon that you can subscribe to if you'd like. Um, and I also have merch. I also have two new merch designs. Oh, you do? I have you posted them? Excuse me. Sorry. Um, sorry <laughs> uh, um I posted one of them it's my Casey Becker one did I ever show you those I don't think so it turned out really cool so like the one okay. that I have with the Casey Becker one from Scream it's mm-hmm. basically her like hung from the tree like you don't see the tree in it you just see her hung and like her guts are like spilling out obviously and like the, her blood oh, is her blood is like dripping down but then the blood forms like we love horror at the bottom so it's really cool and then I have a ghost face one too where he's like um where it's like the hand for my logo and he's like has his knife stabbed into the heart and he's like hanging from the hand kind of a thing so very cool yeah so those are in the merch store all the links to that are in my Instagram bio so you can check those out um and yeah but uh yeah so with that aside, I think that's all we've got for today. So thank you, Kari, for being on the show. I really love and appreciate you. Which um, one are we doing next? Oh, girl. Why don't you tell the listeners? Is that the one that I have talked to you about before? Yes, that one. <laughs> the gift. Or The one. Shining. Which one were you thinking No, of? The Gift. I want to do okay. The Gift. Oh. But are you going to let me and Ivan do it together? Yeah, if Ivan as, wants as to. A, Oh, he, yeah, he wants to. He's like, tell Michael, I really want to do the gift. Cool. Cause he likes it too, right? Yeah. He really likes it. I showed it to him and we've watched it a couple of times together. Woo. Yeah. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, mm-hmm. So 
Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening and um, supporting me. And thank you, Kari, for coming on. I love you so much. I love you too. Um, love you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.